What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clack Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. ClackRadioSpeakers.com is powered by Tumblr. Uh, share the episodes there. Uh, we're also on iTunes, so follow, subscribe, rate, comment, vote, um, throw rice, um, whatever it is that you can do to support the show. We'd appreciate it. Thank just, you. Speaking just don't of, throw tomatoes. Don't throw tomatoes. Don't throw watermelons. Don't, don't do what we used to do in high school and flick pennies. We used to flick pennies at the, at the cheerleaders. Oh, man. At pep rallies. Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> speaking of support, big, 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 big thank you to those of you who, who bought the, uh, the Clack Radio Speakers t-shirt. We hit our goal earlier earlier than the than the deadline so you should be getting it doc when are they going to get their uh their shirts um you i don't you know i don't even know if they let me know who buys them i haven't even checked but um if you're in the u.s you should get it between the 13th and the 16th and then if you're uh overseas it'll be between the 19th and the 23rd dope dope so you get it before christmas there you go so you know when you're when, when we inevitably do our end of the year you know podcast you you'll be able to you know put on your t-shirt and you know Maybe we should do that live. <laughs> I'm serious. Maybe we should do our, 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 our 10 of the year list live. That might be possible, yeah. Uh, we should do that live. Um, what else? Uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in to uh, Sunday Night. Hoodie Season Mix was phenomenal. Um, I didn't get to tweet about it much because I was on my Walking Dead kick, and that was probably the best midseason finale I've ever seen in my entire life. And I might actually... I don't know. I don't know because this episode might require another two-hour episode um, of hits and jams and stuff. But I played a lot of of the artists that we're going to talk about today on Sunday's show. So not not surprising. Not surprising. Absolutely. So you know, shout out to everybody who tuned into the hoodie season mix. What what you what you got going on, Doc? What's up? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm getting a little sick, but um, but it's all good. We're we're here for the people. Um, Absolutely. But uh, but yeah. Uh, Let's see. What have we mentioned? Yes. So soundcloud.com slash clack radio speakers. Um, of course, the, the regular website, clack radio speakers.com, facebook.com slash clack radio speakers, uh, the official Twitter handle of the show at CRS podcast. And of course, you can follow both of us individually on Twitter. He is at Armand wake up. I am at doc underscore beats. S not a Z. Uh-huh. Um, and we always use the hashtag clack radio speakers when talking about the show. So um, what are we talking about this week, man? We are retrospecting um, possibly one of the one of the best rap groups of all time. Um, yeah, I, the, I, I thought you were going to try to put like one of the X best, like one of the. Nah, that's too I, tough. Nah, they they are they are they have solidified their spot. They're one of the. Is it safe to say they're easily one of the five best duos? Is that is that safe to say? Duos, duos. Outcast, Outcast. EPMD, EPMD. Gangstar. Mm, um, that's a different kind of duo, but yeah. I mean, still two. Yeah. Uh. Mm. Yeah, I would say. I'm so. sure we're uh, Dog Clips. Pound. Clips is Clips in that conversation? Yeah, I think Clips in that conversation. Dog Pound's in that conversation for yeah. me. Dog Food's a classic. Um, I'm sure. We're, I'm sure that um, people are screaming. They at their, are. At their phone, as, at their. as that always happens, I don't know if people talk to you, but when people talk to me about the show, they were like, yeah, I was screaming at the, da, da, da. that's why everybody wants to get on the show. But we're talking about the infamous Mob Deep. Infamous Mob, M-O-B-B. Um, yeah. Havoc, Havoc and Prodigy, not to be confused with the Havoc and Prodigy from South Central Cartel. 
well, I don't know if that, remembers that. Didn't, didn't the prodigy spell his name like P R O D E G something? E- like E J E J E. Yeah. How did that? S- how did that happen? How do you get have a game prodigy and have? A game I have prodigy? no idea, but prodigy did actually speak on it in his book. He they said they were out in Cali and they, you know, approached them and told them to you know, chill out with the names or whatever. So I mean, you know, Prodigy's book. If you if you get a chance, you know, um, to read Prodigy's book, it's a good read. But Prodigy wins every single conflict that he has, and there's like fifty of them in the book. Never takes an L. He even talks about the Keith Murray thing, and he he somehow like manipulates that story into him not taking an L. <laughs> so, whatever. I forgot all about the Keith Murray thing until I heard it mentioned. What song is it mentioned on? Um, in the long run. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, in the long run. Yep. Um, so before we get to Infamous Mob, is there anything, any, any, any news, you know, anything you want to catch people up on or talk about uh, real quick? Or? We've, got some, we've got some quick little news notes. Um, we've got a – what can we talk about first? We've got, a, we've got an announcement of a clock radio speaker staple – is coming out with an album in 2014. Who would that be? That would be Pharrell of the Neptunes. I remember. I remember that I I, I might have predicted something like that early this did, year. That sounds Clock, familiar. Did Clock Stradamus strike again? It, he's on too much of a run, and it's not even that. Like he's going to say that. It's also, you know, that I don't even know if he's signed to a label anymore as a as an artist, not in any sort of production capacity, but as an artist. But yeah. but he he was involved with too many hits this year, for yeah. some somebody op- was gonna, is going to back up the Brinks truck for him right now. Yeah, right. And it and he had I mean he was everywhere. Even I mean aside from the obvious of you know in the summer you had Get Lucky and Blurred Lines, but you know Miley's record sold a lot and he he's all over that, um, which we we haven't even talked about on Clock Radio Speakers. He's on the he's on the, he's on Miley's album. Oh yeah, huh? See now you're gonna go listen to Miley's album. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Mike Will and Pharrell. I mean, you know. I'm cool off Mike Will right now, but I will definitely listen to a Pharrell anything. Yeah, Mike Will, he um he's certainly having an interesting year. Yeah. Now people forget little, that Bugatti was this year. Like he he still had a massive year. He did. Um I think we probably need to in addition to our, our um, because it looks like absolutely nobody is going to drop any other music for the rest of this year. Ross? No, he's done. Um, well, he okay. just dropped the No Games remix, and they, he dropped like some mixtape for the DJs with a bunch of MMG records. It's called MMG something. <laughs> oh, let me look it up. Um, yeah, at this point, you know Ross isn't. Ross isn't coming out with anything. No. Like, yeah, because December 17th is in two weeks. That's not happening. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so we should probably get on some, like, you know, we should probably do some recapping, like, talk about people who, because, of course, we're going to do our 10 albums of the year. Um, but in addition to that, maybe, you know, who who had a big year. I think we did this last year, like, who had a big year. Yeah. Um, you know, major events that happened, stuff like that. We, we oh, should probably, we was going to say, we should probably try to talk about, you know, aside from the 10 obvious ones, like, just records that we either missed out on or, like, you know, we sort of listen to a little bit bits and chunks throughout the year. We feel differently, like because there's going to be, you know, a side of the ten. You know, outside of those, outside of our top ten, sort of like yep. a hey, you should, you know, you should listen to this. Yep. Um, the name of the MMG project was called MMG Priorities. That just makes no sense. 
you know, no games. I was, ho- I was hoping something like, you know, MMG Infinity or MMG Extreme or like, you know. I- MMG Till Infinity. Mm-hmm. I would actually like to hear Miko on, on 93 Till Infinity. I just thought about that. I think he would kill that. I don't want to be yelled at. The, isn't the beat yelling at you already? <laughs> you made it but sound like a, an alarm clock, man. It's a, pol- it's a polite yell. It's a polite yell. <laughs> it's a polite yell. You're making docisms now. Hold on. Oh, come on, man. Um, Let's see. You, you man Drake is uh, previewing the Aaliyah track. Yeah, yeah. To me, didn't, did, did that sound like a slowed down version of Rock the Boat? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit, I didn't even listen to it. Oh, well, um, it's really slow. Well. It, sound, it sounds like, um, what was the interlude off of uh, Thank Me Later? The one that I cut out of my 1.5? Yes. Was it, it wasn't, it wasn't Bria's, Bria. was it? it was, nah, Bria was so far gone. The ho, ho, that, that joint was... <laughs> Like he sound like he got like hit in the knee. He's doing a Peter Griffin. <laughs> ah, he's doing that. Um, CC's interlude. CC's interlude. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like that real slow and re- like stabbing kicks and stuff like. But you can he's kind of singing along with Aaliyah. Um, you know he did say that. I don't know if we talked about that on. I don't know if we talked about this on the show where he said uh, before the end of the year he's going to release a little little five or six song EP. Yeah, well, I th- make, uh... I, yeah, I think what he has in mind is basically like how he did over the summer where he just dropped like, you know, Jodeci Freestyle and the Versace remix and a couple other yeah. songs. I think yeah. he's just going to, you know, we're going to wake up in the morning and there's going to be a bunch of stuff on SoundCloud. Which I, I actually like because he did that with um, Lash with Take Care. He did that with, um, uh, what was the, What was the tap my name on you so I know what's real? What was oh, Free Spirit. He did Free Spirit, Club Paradise, and was it the uh, Round of Applause remix with Flocka? I suggest you pop that. Oh, no, that's Tony Montana, my bad. But no, he did do, he did those three. And then before this, he did, as you said, Josie Freestyle. Now he's doing, he said Trophies. He said Wu-Tang Forever. Oh, the uh, remix? Yeah. He did also say that, you know, one of those Aaliyah records that they did uh, for that album, he said he wanted to let some of those go. So, and we'll see. It's too bad that the soundtrack like game is just done, right? Because that's what I that's where I feel a lot of these records that artists don't know what to do with and just like sort of let off. Like that be you know something like trophies that could be on a soundtrack. Something you know what I mean? Like yeah, um, get it, get it, get a movie, get a movie to license it, be the theme song because you know it sounds like something you know I could I could see you know a speed a speedboat. <laughs> Speeding, yeah, speeding. (laughs) Uh, Ross jumping off the bridge is one of the greatest moments in music video cinema. Um, Yeah, I mean, even something like God, we have all Doc. Doc, we've had all these tours, right? And there's been absolutely no movie and soundtrack. Where's your backstage? Where's Up in Smoke? Where's Fade to Black? Yeah, exactly. We couldn't do a a, a a Yeezus tour with a, a soundtrack or we couldn't do a, a, a would you like a tour with a soundtrack or at least a mixtape or something. I mean, if you can't get it in the theater, put it on YouTube. Yeah, with a mixtape to a company, right? That would actually yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, I like that. The mixtape soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. Not at all. Mm. I'll, I'll be stealing that idea. <laughs> Don't none of you artists use that because I'm taking it. 
Um, All right, what else? What else we need to talk about? Um, some oh, uh, announcement was made today, just on the coy, on the cool. Um, new Kanye West album, produced entirely by Q-Tip and Rick Rubin. So, how do you feel about that? Being being a Yeezus fan, being the only Yeezus fan on the planet. First of all, <laughs> that's not true, and. You, I, I'm going to predict right now. There's going to be an incredible level of outrage, predictable but incredible level of outrage online from hip hop fans at the number of end of the year lists that have Yeezus in the top five, if not outright number one. Not that awesome. I'm saying it's outright number one, but mainstream critics, and take that for what it's worth, love Yeezus. Spin has already named it the album of the year. There you go. I saw Complex had New Slaves the song of the year. Was that hip hop moment of the year though? I, think I it's wouldn't. A discussion. I, I tell you, I wouldn't debate New Slaves is incredible. We're really gonna have to have this conversation in a couple weeks. You should just mentally prepare yourself. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I, I just remember that Saturday night when he was he was projecting the the videos on us. I really like that. It really made me want to be in New York. It made me miss New York, and it made me wish that I was there. So you know, I know that I could have took the train to one of those spots and just that's a that's a moment. That's a dope moment. I know you love moments. I love moments. Yeah, I do. Was that was that backhanded? No, not at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I would say, um, you know, getting Q-tip involved is not a bad thing. In fact, we're going to talk about Q-tip definitely when we talk about Mob Deep. Yeah, because I want to point. I just watched the Tribe Called Quest documentary. It came on Palladia yesterday, which is an amazing channel. Um, I know you, you – I, really, I don't care if you disagree or not. I think Q-Tip has the best drums. We're going to talk about his drums. We're going to talk God, about his, his drums. God, his snares are incredible. I believe but, he's doing the drum programming on all of the lights. Is that right? Look that up. I'm doing it right now. He even did the, the rolls? The doo -doo 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 -doo. I he think did so. That too? I think so. Wow. Uh, let's see. Oh man! My God, there's like eight thousand people on this. No, maybe it's not. I thought I thought I remember reading that it was him on the on the drums. Everybody else is on that. <laughs> you don't say. Everybody's on all the lights. No, you have really have no idea. These credits are incredible. <laughs> who who else is on surprise me with a funny name who's on there uh, i was about to say elton john is a joke but no he's really on no he's he's playing piano on there yeah. um drake what is he doing on there? he's in the vocals somewhere that's crazy um oh god there's so many, I mean, people you wouldn't, we don't know because it's like, you know, viola, violins, flute, trombone. <laughs> Unleash the flutes on them this time? Yeah. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> That's the funniest part of that song. I'm sure we laughed about it on our retro with Jay-Z, but that was the funniest part. Not the Unleash the Flutes on them. It's Jay <laughs> singing along with the, with the, not even the flute. It's not even a flute. That's the part. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> You used to be able to count on rappers being ignorant of two things. How the internet worked and instrumentation and, and what an instrument was. 
besides drums. Remember www.thug.com? Or wait, no, <laughs> www.thatsmyish.com from uh, Big Pun. And then, like, people oh. could never get, like... Like, listen, in the late 90s, listening to rappers talk about anything involving computers or the internet is, like, now hearing, like, your seven-year-old grandparent talk about the, the internet. Like, they just didn't understand it. Even cannabis? <sighs> and look, I was defending... The track with Manch that starts with with the modem noise, like <laughs> shout that shout to those AOL free discs. Oh my goodness! Yeah, man. All right. Twenty child twenty eight point eight. It was before fifty six k. What was the what was the speed under twenty eight point eight? All right, you have fourteen four. Fourteen four. You had ninety six hundred. I remember ninety six hundred. Yeah. And then they went even down. I you know I didn't jump in until I jumped in late. I jumped in at twenty eight eight. And then there was thirty three six, was six, and then I went to college and I was like, ten megabit. <laughs> Yo, Doc had this. I don't know if you guys see. Now we're gonna sound old, super old. Doc had what was called an FTP. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I uh, go ahead. And, yeah, break that down. I had an FTP server, which basically, you know, it was like a, a just. It was a share off my computer just sitting out there on the internet. I gave people a password and a login. And when I bootlegged music, I, I shared it out. I don't know how I didn't get arrested for this. Um, Dog. But uh, I think nowadays they would just come crashing through my windows. I don't know. Um, but uh, but Yukon, you know, crazy fast internet still does. But at the time, especially, you know, 10 megabit connection up and down. And this is like 2002. Like, that was just incredible. Unreal. I mean... Up uploading. I used to upload when Doc would engineer my early records. I would like upload the files to his server instead of like uploading them to Angel Fire or Tripod. Well, or whatever. well we or, or, or don't forget the Aim Direct Connect, which was oh shout the Direct Connect. Yes, um, man, that struggle waiting on Sandman beats on Direct Connect was like waiting on Christmas. Man, I remember those. And you right. could play like the little audio sample, like you could play like the little you could record into that and oh man god we're old so um, all right what what, what up? we gotta talk about any of the news before mob deep um, um god i was gonna i was gonna say something you want to talk about it, you want to talk a little about j cole yeah we could talk about jumanji he's jumanji again why is he jumanji what do he do because he responded okay okay so he responds to control what six months later has it been that long uh, maybe not that long. It's All December, right. so maybe four months. It's like it was late summer, right? It's like August, July, like July, August. When did so. Big Sean's album come out? Didn't it come out a week before Sean's album? Uh, I guess that's right. Yeah, like a week before. Yeah, I'm gonna say like August. Yeah, it came out in August, I think. It came out a week before then. Um, now here we are in December. Justin Timberlake on Black Friday drops a TKO remix with ASAP. Pusha and J. Cole. And a slightly different beat. Slightly different beat. I didn't even I didn't better even beat. Whole, I didn't even get to the whole thing. I mean, I'm I'm cool. Um, but you know, the funny part was he decides to respond to control on on an R and B record, and his response was directed at some fictional girl that had the song as her ringtone. So he responded, but he didn't. He called you Jermaine. <laughs> I, I'm done. I, I would you, just. You're done. I'm done. Um. Yeah, I mean, 
it was alright. It was okay. The remix was really nothing special. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really think control matters. You know. I think rappers care about that stuff. Right? And I think that fans like it when rappers sort of get riled up and they make a little bit of noise. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be looking back at that control verse like it's, oh, my goodness, a defining moment in Kendrick's career. I mean, maybe we will. I think we will. I think we will. Until Kendrick does, like, five more things that override that. Yeah, because the thing is, that's not even, like, his best verse of the year. Not at all. It's, I don't even know if it's a really, I don't even know if it's a great Kendrick verse, to be honest with you. Uh, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good Kendrick It's verse. a good Kendrick verse, and he calls people out when people get excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Whatever. <laughs> you can tell we're enthused to talk about that song. Um. Yeah. What else is going on? I think that's it. I think we can go ahead. I really wish I had something really good to bring up on the show. Well, I'm sure we'll figure it out in like an hour when we're only through one album. Um, Like, oh yeah, I remember. I wanted to talk about R. Kelly. It's just something random or whatever. Yo, what 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 is R. Kelly doing with his life right now? Like, I don't know, but he has a song about marrying a woman's lady parts, and I'm just (laughs) like, dog, you're forty, what, forty five? M H in Pod Piper. He's dressing like ASAP Rocky. Like he is dressing like he's the yeah, old man yeah. in the club. Like you know, come he, on. No, 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 Doc. He was the old man in the club ten years ago. <laughs> like, dog, what are How, you doing? I know we had TP three. Did we get a TP four? Nah, it was TP. Wasn't it like a TP two thousand or something like that? Because that wasn't TP two. It was like TP two, and then it was like TP two thousand or TP three. I feel like we could. I feel like we're pretty close to an album. That's entitled hashtag TP4. Like you know, right. oh god! See, I just somebody it, somebody just heard that, and I just gave somebody that awful idea. He's gonna do it wrong. He's gonna like put like the hyphen in it, so like on Twitter, it's not gonna show up as an actual hashtag because the hyphen will break it up. Just further to further prove that he's out of touch with the kids. I thought he was. I thought he was fine when he was doing the Doobop records. Was that just something to like waste time? I think he's sort of like I don't know he 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 sort of has like that like that athlete thing in him where he's like oh you you guys are impressed by Raphael Sadiq doing that you don't think I can do that? you know I think he <laughs> sort of has that he's like I can do that because I think he feels like he's unappreciated yeah I would say so I think it's his own fault mm, you think it's because of the tape or do you think it's like why do you think he why do you think it's his fault that he's underappreciated I think his discography is incredibly inconsistent. I'd agree with that. We right now we are we are absolutely torturing the people who want us to do an R. Kelly retro. They're just <laughs> right because we have been asked to do an R. Kelly, and you know what it is like. I just can't like when R. Kelly's on, he's on. That's a lot of R. Kelly. You know what? That is a lot. Of Maybe R. after the new year when Maybe. it's when it's slow, slow. It's gonna be cold. I seriously, you know what? I, is I think that. The industry is just so weird now. I mean, seeing as how light this fourth quarter was, I wouldn't be surprised if first quarter was kind of heavy. Yeah, this has been super light. Um, I mean, come on. We've got dropping in the fourth quarter. We've got Childish Gambino. Yeah, I just downloaded that. I got to listen to that. I've, I've heard good things. I've heard the album's pretty good. I don't know what to make of him. I want to like him. I think he can rap. I liked his last mixtape, but we'll we'll see. Because I love community. Like, I'm... 
it's like I'm looking at it as like a the better he is at rapping because it's true he's 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 gonna this is he's gonna like move away from the show so he can concentrate on rapping. I and I like his stand up. Yeah, it's like I you know okay I'm glad you can rap like that's cool but it's like really community I mean when like last season was kind of iffy and I haven't really caught kept up with it but like first two two and a half seasons are incredible three seasons like my goodness but um all right. I think, you know, we're 20-some minutes in this episode. It's time. All right, let's do it. We got a lot to talk about. We got to talk about Mob D. It's, it's Vader time. Um, it's Vader time. He never gets talk of, talked about as, as one of the old wrestlers. He's one of my favorite big men of all time. My top three big men. Him, he, Sid, him Sid Vicious, and Undertaker, top three. Easy. Him, him and Sting held oh, down WCW God. for, like, our entire childhoods. Like, you could always count on them. Yeah, early, early, late, late eighties, late nineties. WCW does does not get the credit it deserves. The Steiners. Oh my God, I know. Scott, I need mullet Scott Steiner. Who do you know was doing a Frankensteiner oh, during that man. time? And then Rick would bark, and Scott would stand over him, and oh my God. <sighs> I know we could we could do a whole old school wrestling podcast, but you know that we'd have like five listeners. Um, That's fine. <laughs> Shout, shout out to the five. Be happy with the five. Let's do. Let's 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 go mob deep. Let's man. go mob deep. Um. So, where do we even start with mob deep? I mean, we we can start with juvenile hell, right? Um. Did you listen to juvenile hell? It's been a while. <laughs> I did not this- listen. I did not go back and re-listen as a part of this podcast because for me, like, on multiple occasions, it it's okay. I feel like, I don't know. I almost don't count it as as weird as that sounds. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I don't count it either. That's kind of uh, weird, though, right? I mean, can you think of another artist where we don't count like their debut like album? Fifty Cent. That was I never released. 50. Come on, you gonna do that? No, I'm like this was in stores. It was in stores. This. Like there's a there's a primo beat on here. There's large pro, and this is ninety three. Like, but nobody counts it. Nah, people were saying that it was um, it was it wasn't new. It was the same old same. Um, because remember there was a bunch of hardcore juvenile groups at the time. There was the youngsters. There was illegal. Mm. So you know we didn't we didn't need that again. Mm. Which is what they were they were giving us and illegal and the youngsters the illegal had Eric Sermon uh, and uh, and a Def Squad and the youngsters had Tretch and Naughty by Nature and KG and a few other people producing for them too. I believe Pete Rock was doing some of the records as well. Um, and you know even though Mob Deep had Premiere and, and Large Pro, I believe Havoc was doing their beats then, right? Well, I really can't wait to talk about the production from mob deep because everybody just thinks of it as, Oh, it was havoc. Not, not, not exactly. Not early on. Right. Are you talking about all together? I'm talking about prodigy played a larger role than people think. Really? Yeah. He definitely played a role. Um, in fact, like speaking of juvenile hell, like prodigy produced hit it from the back, not havoc. Hmm. Um, Prodigy definitely played a role and Q-Tip's role on the infamous, which we're going to start talking about for a couple minutes, I'm guessing is huge. 
humongous. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, look, don't get me wrong. Havoc has produced classics, but, you know, I, I would say don't discount it, right? Because I think that's, I think people, you know, people have this, uh, I don't want to call it, a, a, it's a myth. They have this myth of the solo endeavor, right? You've got the single producer, right? That that's what we, that's what we sort of remember idolizing reading and about in the source, right? This was produced by this person. It turns out it's a little more complicated than that. And as rap progresses, it's getting even more complicated, but the old heads like us have a hard time with that. They look down on someone like Kanye West. Cause he brings like 80 people into the studio. Right. right. But music is not typically, historically like over the whole course of music it's not a solitary genius i think that's like an american myth in and of itself right it's like the one guy inventing something in his garage it's like you know what turns out a lot of the times it's not exactly like that the music's the same way right mob deep was a duo yeah right and we treat mcs the same way right where it's like oh you know this person you know there's a co-writer listed on this I, they must have had a ghost written it's like or you know what maybe they were talking about something and they said hey why don't you switch this line and they gave him credit why can't it be like that right but it never is um so i i think that hip-hop fans have this weird notion of like how an of how like music is supposed to be i think it maybe it goes back to first you you were just at the dj and the mc and that was it right and they saw the you know in the 90s when it became the producer and the mc like that was sort of the evolution of that and you know it's it's a lot more complicated than that yeah all right that that was all i mean and we're going to talk we're, we're going to talk more about production as we go through and I got notes about who produced what and you know I think that when with Mom Deep once you get to the third album when we talk about this there's a little bit of a split that starts to happen. Right? Yeah, All right. I guess. All right, we'll we'll, we'll 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 get there. So what's I mean, you know. So the 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 Primo remix of Peer Pressure to me is my favorite off of Juvenile you got anything else to really like on this? I, I like the beat to hit it from the back. Yeah. I think the beat is dope. But other than that, nah, I'm, I'm cool off. I'm totally cool off this album. It does. Even in 90, 93, which is one of my favorite years for hip hop, it this sounds very generic and contrived. Mm. Um, you know, there's just a bunch of other people doing music better. Yeah. <clears throat> and doing that type of music better. So now nah, we can definitely go into... Um, one of my favorite rap albums ever. The Infamous. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting how they got from Juvenile Hell to um, to how they got to uh, The Infamous. Because there's just such a huge jump. Um, and part of that is the era a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that like, there was a sort of a switch in sound, like just in sound quality. Like, you know, you can really draw a dividing line somewhere in 94 and 95. Um, like, as you get closer to 94, 95, records start sounding more modern. And then once you get out on the other side of, like, 96, 97, they really sound totally different. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, this is just a better sounding record. But part of it is, you know, Havoc's improving a lot. Part of it is Q-Tip's involvement. Yeah. Um. You know, he didn't just, he sort of, I mean, like he certainly gets credits on a couple of these, but like, if you go like, yeah, so he's credited on, you know, give up the goods, temperatures rising, 
drink away the pain. But he's, you know, they, I think it was Complex who did like, or I believe it was Complex that did like a, you know, how the infamous was made. And he had a lot more to do than just producing three songs. Like he would, like he would teach him, like here's how you beef up this drum. You guys should do this instead. Like certainly, like nowadays he would totally get a bigger credit, but he didn't really care. Like he just wanted them to get on. He's one of the reasons they got signed to Loud Records, right? Um, so I'm assuming we're going track by track with this. Oh come on! All right, we haven't done that in a while. Like we don't really go track by track with a whole lot of albums. But since this is a retrospective, we kind of have to. The infamous is worthy. Absolutely. Start of your ending. Incredible. So I'd like to point out, actually, again, talking about the production. Um, for the most part, production on these early Mob albums, they're not credited, credited to Havoc. They're credit, credited to Mob Deep. Mm. Just, want, just want to point that out. But start of your ending is classic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. And what's crazy is like, it's a classic, but is this even like in the top five songs in this album? No. Yeah. And we're we're about to get to a little run here that's like, you know. Incredible. Yeah. Um, No, start your ending. It's, you know, when people talk about classic intros, they don't really talk about this one, but Mm -hmm. it's a great intro. Yeah, it is. I don't think I've ever heard the song like you know we like to, we, I think we've talked about it on, on the show before right like you know we people always talk about Dynasty intro they talk about um well that's the that, you got the G funk intro yeah nobody talks about start your ending no they don't um shame on you internet no um <laughs> <laughs> uh but right off the bat like this is just you know a totally different feel than uh uh the juvenile hell. Like it's almost not even the same group. So after start of your ending, you've got the infamous prelude. Yeah. This uh this actually kicked off the prodigy Keith Murray beef. Yeah, so for you know, anybody in the audience under the age of twenty five or for those of us who've forgotten, wh- why were they beefing? Um this was it something else? No, I'm just asking, like, explain to people. Yeah, I thought it was just this. I just thought that, you know, Prodigy was talking about, you know, space age rhymes and talking about how much weed you smoke. And Keith Murray was known for, I kicked the prolifical, scientifical, smirrendifical. Metaphysical. (laughs) Metaphysical, right. And then he had the song. uh, um, So he talked about a lot of space age stuff and he talked about how much weed he smoked. So, you know, as rappers did back then, it was weird because rappers rappers weren't i don't know if they were as sensitive as they are now i'm i'm sure because of the source and because of the lack of social media that a lot of things were covered up um but you know artists were more primed to like say your name i mean dre day was a hit and it was a diss record yeah you know he's dissing tim it was nothing for somebody to you know i think that was uh was it tretch who said something about bone thugs or Somebody, it was just ran, it would just be random. You'd just be rapping like, yeah, I kicked the ballistics and that's why I don't mess with Warren G. And it would just be like, what? <laughs> it would just be, I'm just, I just don't like you as a rapper. You you kick whack rhymes and that would be it. Um, you kick whack rhymes. Man, when was the last time you heard a sentence like that? I, I say kick and I say whack all the time. So I'm sorry. I, I'm, I've been stuck in this vortex of 93 to 95 for the last month and a half. 
I have no desire to listen to anything new. None. Um, but uh, <laughs> just think how excited we're going to be when, you know, much like they have, you know, radio stations now that just play like classic rock records that they just dedicate like a hip hop station to like call it because they, they could do one from like 87 to 92 mm-hmm. and then you could do a 93 to 96. They would they would put it all together. They would even put. I wouldn't be surprised if they put ninety six to two thousand on it as well. No, nah, uh, in early two thousands. Ninety six to ninety seven. Yes, ninety eight. It it all changes. Yeah, but I think you can still fit some of that in there. And actually, think, I'm glad that we're bringing this up, even though it's sort of an off tangent, because like mob sound really changes. Like this is you know this is the the sound of the infamous is like very sonically related to um, Illmatic to me. Like they are clearly of the same city of the same time frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then also um, War Report. Yeah, a little is bit. A, is, a, is, a, is a cousin of this, this album as well. But, Queensbridge was very... But, you know, it's funny, even though this is certainly the definitive Mob album, what we think of as the Mob aesthetic arguably doesn't really get started until the until next the se- album. The second album. Absolutely. Which then sounds different. The third yeah. album sounds different. Yep. Right, and they just and keep, then, yeah, they just keep sounding different. So, um, but no, like definitely, you can hear how quickly, and it's funny because we say quickly, but like ninety five to ninety six to to ninety nine, like in retrospect, like I feel like the sound of of music used to ch- of hip hop used to change a lot faster. Like I feel like maybe that maybe I'm the only one. I feel like we've arguably been on the same run of sounds here for like two, like three years, right? Um, I would say I'd say now we're just now getting out of the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy era. No, I, I mean to me it's 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 you know it got kicked off with um it sounds weird to say even though it certainly had, I, I would say the the Ross MMG trap beat aesthetic. Oh yeah 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 okay you're right yeah like you know yeah there was you know those sort of beats before but really that MMG volume one. Even though the, yeah. it that yeah. the first six tracks on that album. Yes. Everybody's hi hats changed. Everybody's <laughs> chords changed. Like yeah. a, a lot of people owe Jalo Beats and Lex Luger some checks. Mm. A lot of people. A lot of people jacked that style. A I mean lot. Young Chop took that whole thing and you know, oh, did yeah. the Young Chop. Young Chop, Sunny Digital. Um I would even um uh Zaytoven. He ushered in a lot of people. He ushered in the sound for a lot of people as well. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it, and if you think like in that same time we're frame, talking about Zaytoven, Sunny Digital, and Jalo beats on the Mob Deep. No, but I mean, in that same time frame, since that album came out, like that's that's less time than ninety five than than ninety five to say ninety seven, right? And there was yeah. a huge. There's like you know a record from ninety seven. If it sounded like a record from ninety five, people be like, oh, that sounds dated. Like it just it, the change was that qu- was that fast. Like, the infamous already started to sound old school by the time that, you know, murder music came out in '99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. All right. So, infamous prelude. <laughs> we're only two tracks in. Infamous well, prelude. It's a, it's a skit. It's still a classic skit, though. You want to talk about classic? We can we can start right here with "Survival of the Fittest." This is the song. This this song and "Glaciers of Ice" changed my life. Mm. Summer '95. 
what is it? Because you got to keep in mind when I was, when I went, I went to St. I spent the whole summer in St. Louis. We were living in Hawaii at the time. No BET in Hawaii. None. So I got all my hip hop from MTV Jams and Yo MTV Raps. That was it. Mm. So MTV was not playing Nas. Uh, MTV was playing nothing but Death Row, nothing but West Coast music. Um, and mixed with a little Wu-Tang. That was probably as East as you got. Um, so when I go out there and I see a bunch of dudes with Tim's and, and bubble, bubble coats, also Onyx last days too. Um, bubble coats and fur around the rim, 40 belows and all that. Like then to see on a corner in Queensbridge, you've got Puff Daddy and a Kango hat, some shades and a Tommy Hilfiger sweater dancing around with a champagne bottle to a mob deep record. To a extremely grimy Mob Deep record. Yeah. But this song is incredible. So this is produced by Mob Deep, but Q-Tip helped with the drums again. Um, but yeah, Survival of the Fittest is incredible. It's, it's one of the... There are... I'm probably going to make you mad. I would argue there's... There's at least three iconic records off this album... Arguably, five. But How's that gonna make me mad? Because I'm guessing you're gonna say there's 16 iconic records on. No, 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 no. I actually have a, I do have, I do have a gripe with this album. Oh, a major gripe with this album. I okay. love it. It's classic, but I have a gripe with it. Okay. But Spider the Fittest is incredible. Yep. What Just might step? be better is Eye for an Eye. <sighs> you know what? Oh, don't even. No, this this record is classic. It's classic. This might be one of the best Mob Deep beats ever. No. Yeah. No. 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 One of the best Havoc beats ever. No. Well, I don't. I don't know now since you've thrown the whole. Hey, this was produced by Mob Deep and not Havoc. So you got all Doc on me. Yeah. I'm not even. This sure is what this is what. Havoc only on production. But no, this is this is classic. Who who has the best verse on here? Nas, Nas, or, or Nas. Nas does. Nas, unquestionably. Prodigy Chanel. kills it. I would go Nas, Prodigy, Raekwon, and Havoc in yeah, that order. I, Chanel for my women friend. What's incredible is supposed to be on this song. Yeah. I think but that even exists he, somewhere, but they just oh, didn't really? have time to get it on the album. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But here, he is on one of my favorite. He's on a, one of my favorite Mob Deep tracks later on on this album. What's crazy is you want to talk about a good week for an MC. Nas did so they. I, I mean, goodness. So, eye for an eye and verbal intercourse were recorded in the same week. Oh. Oh really? I mean. No, they were. I remember that story. You're right. Yep. I talk about a good week for Nas, huh? <laughs> Nas was on a roll and and you know post post Illmatic or in the, during those Illmatic sessions. He was that guy. I was just having a conversation with him. Uh, as, and the guy asked me if he had, if Nas still has the same influence that he had back then. And I, I would say yes and no. No, nah, he doesn't. I mean. He was the number one guy, but he has developed from that point. He has one of the most loyal fan bases in hip hop by far. He, he they would, not only will go out and fight for him and argue with him to the death, they will go and buy his records. He was the Kendrick of two, of uh, 1995. <laughs> he was. Or was Kendrick the Nas of 2013? Yeah, that's right. Same thing. 
does that does that make does that make uh jay the drake is that too easy of a comparison yeah it's too easy of a comparison um i wouldn't even put i wouldn't even put jay in that category i think i think big i'm sorry big does that make big i don't know and i only say that and this is scary but did big usher in a new sound like drake did i would say bad boy did but they did that with i would say they, they didn't they didn't do that with that first big album no it's the second big album it's the second big album the problem it is was that, with no way out well the second big album is produced incredibly which we covered ad nauseum on the bad boy retrospective yes um but uh but either way Nas in 95 like you know everybody who's saying you know who and i get why they're excited who everybody was excited about Kendrick's run like i want you to step back and take a moment to appreciate i don't think not no go I, ahead and say it how late in Nas's career did it take for you to hear a bad verse from Nas probably I, I don't want to say Nostradamus because even though that album is terrible, it's I think, terrible because of the production. Nah, he might he might have had a stinker on I Am. You won't see me tonight? Yeah, I mean, it's not awful, but it's certainly not like stunning. No, but that like, song is terrible. Well. But I'm talking about verses. I, yeah. So he's, he's, he's long made bad songs by then. But, That's true. But was he making, was he still rapping like horribly? What was what was Nas's, you know, Kingdom Come era that where he was just just dropping just trash lyrically just all around? Was that was that Street's disciple? I wouldn't even say that was trash, not on the level of Kingdom Come. Wait, 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 wait. hold on. You mean to tell me that you think that Street's disciple was better than Kingdom Come? I need. I might need to check the track listing, but that doesn't sound too bad of a Street's disciple had suicide bounce on it. I know, which we made fun of for about five minutes straight. Um, yeah, but it also had a message of the feds and Nazareth Savage. And wait, that might be it. <laughs> uh, Street's Disciple. That's uh, okay. Uh, Makings of a Perfect Chick I actually like. You know, it was, um, uh, what was the song with him and Maxwell? I knew you were going to, no one else in the room. No. Yeah, no one else in the room. Bridging the Gap I liked. Thief's yeah. Theme. Yeah, see, A Message of the Feds, Nazareth Savage, and Thief's Theme are better than anything on Kingdom Come. You, sir, have lost your mind. Thief's Theme alone is better than any song on Kingdom Come. I disagree. What song is better? Hold on. Yeah, you go look. Doesn't (laughs) exist on Kingdom Come, man. Oh, it exists. (laughs) DuckTales. Oh, wow. You're pulling out the old soul lingo. I've been listening to a lot of Cam. I will take the prelude. The thief's theme. I will take, I'll take. Don't even do it. (laughs) I'll take Hollywood. (laughs) I'll take, I'll take beach chair with these things. I'll take the, I'll take beach chair. But see, I like Kingdom Come. You didn't. I like Show Me What You Got. I thought Show Me What You Got was a very good single. I'll take Lost One. 
I'll take Do You Want to Ride. I will not take 30-something. I made it anything Hollywood or Trouble. And I'll take Minority Report. Over Thief's theme. And yes. S- okay. Just y'all can send your feedback to at Armand Wake Up. <laughs> y'all ain't going to say nothing. I dare you. All right. We really got to get back to Mob Deep. We have a lot of albums to cover. <laughs> we do. And we're, what, five tracks in? Yeah. All right. So we love Eye for an Eye. Yeah. All right. I just what, like I just love other songs more, so that's why I'm kind of like stuttering. On there, it. But no, the I three best I records on this album are "Survive of the Fittest," "Eye for an Eye," and "Shook Ones." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get the "Just Step" prelude. Yep, big noise, big noise, acapella freestyle classic. On the early version, the infamous, there was a lot more big noise. Yeah, he sort yep. of gets shifted. I still would like to know, and I think I, I think it was because he was in and out of jail. I think. Yeah. But he was he was pretty. I mean, much he talks about it. I mean, that's what the prelude, you know. Right. It right. Did right. three I, three to nines. Yeah. Um, then you get just that classic, 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 classic. So there was an original version of this that was produced by Havoc, but Q-Tip heard it and pulled a doc, and was like, "Nope, I'm redoing it." <laughs> uh, how many records did you do that to? Just on one. Just, just one. Okay. But it was, it, you know, I still feel kind of bad. Except I love that beat, so you know. You should you should feel bad because he was he was not happy. I'm sure. He found out he didn't make the cut. He was he was very much not happy. Mm. Sorry about that. <laughs> you're not. So up north trip. Whoa, I, you yeah, you just uh, wait. Am you, I skipping records? Yeah, you forgot temperatures rising. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm looking at a bad track list. Are you on Spotify? Yeah. The Spotify, they're missing songs. They are missing songs. That sucks. Oh my God! Temperatures rising is incredible. Um, so this is Q-Tip on the beat here too. This record really dates this album to me. What? Yeah, it sounds old. Bugging. It's cool. This record's cool. The Patrice Russian sample. You bugging. It's cool. You're bugging, and the remix is crazy too. This record is cool. You're bugging. You have lost your mind. This is not better than Eye for an Eye. I didn't say it was. I all said right. this record is dope. Well, it's you were sort of, old at all. you were hedging on eye for an eye. I'm just not like big on it like everybody else is. Like it's, it's a dope record, but I'm not like, oh my God, time goes by. Nah. I used to love it a lot when, you know, when I first got the tape. Yeah. All right. Up North Trip. Classic. Song's cool. You're killing me. <laughs> You're killing this me. is uh, produced by Mob with some help from Q-Tip. Uh, you're bugging. Trife Life. Classic. Originally produced by Nashim Merrick, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Okay. Then completely redone by Havoc. And then Q-Tip comes in and cleans up. Oh, God. That freaking Norman Connor sample is dopey. It it does sound a little old. Nah. But it's not dope. In a, not in a bad way. Like th- it just sounds like ninety three, ninety four. That's what I wanted. Album came out in ninety five. What do you want? Now you got me. We're, we we are seven tracks into my beat down. My voice is already high. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're arguing over the infamous here. We are. <laughs> right. We're like, yeah, the album's classic. Like, what do you mean? You don't. <laughs> uh, all right. What's the next track? Right back. Oh, I'm sorry. Q U hectic. Q U hectic. This this is this begins the um, 
It's a it's a it's a hiccup that I don't like. Whoa, I like this record. No, the records are dope, but it just gets dark really quick. And these records, this and Cradle to the Grave, just do not stand up next to the rest of this album. Mm, see, I, I, I take QU Hectic over uh, Up North Trip. Yeah, buddy. Um, I love that Quincy Jones horn sample that comes in. Um, and of course, yeah, on the, the, da, 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 da. yeah, that's hard. And of course, on the hook, you get a little bit of that sample that ultimately ends up on Shook Ones Part 2. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that part is dope. Yeah, I love that. That makes that whole beat. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like Q Hectic. I, I forgot about that song. Like when I went back and listened to it, I was like, "Oh, that horn is just man." But uh, I like Q Hectic a lot. <sighs> Can we talk about right back at you? This is not really my favorite beat. <sighs> God, you're killing me. Because you made it. Is it because you made a beat with the same sample earlier this year? Did I? Yeah, that was uh, that's hoodie season. Oh, you're right. I didn't really do much to hoodie season though. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, man, this I I love this record. I love Ray and Ghost back. Yeah, and forth. Ghost and Ray on this man. I miss '95. You see, you know my problem with Infamous is like I hold '95 to me for 1995. There's <laughs> Cuban links. Wow, that's on my end. That sounded like a Wu Tang sound effect. That was great. There's, <laughs> I noticed you have adopted the technique of Shaolin. What? I hate you. I need to sample that. Um, uh, there's Cuban Links and there's Liquid Swords and then there's everything else. I'm holding every album from '95 to a simply absurd sample uh, standard. Mm. So that's my problem. Yeah, you're bugging. I know. Um, nah, this is classic. This is a good song. It's just not. It's a good. It's a really good song. Drop on you, kid. Now nah, I got you. Oh, come on. Whatever. All right. So the grave prelude with somebody. This was like a staple in '90s rap albums where somebody had to die in the crew. <laughs> it's true. There's always, always a skit. Yo, they just killed. Blah, blah, blah. I think. I think Cuban Links has the best one. Uh, which one? Go ahead. Go ahead. That one. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. To this day, that, that's why I say go ahead and not go ahead because of that skit. Cradle to the Grave. Eh. With that Teddy P sample. Eh. Very dated. Yeah, I don't. I, this I is, never really like this song. This is arguably the weakest song on the album. Yeah. Okay. Drink Away the Pain featuring yes. Q Tip. Classic. Obviously, Q Tip and Havoc on this beat. Classic. Classic Prodigy verse. Classic. Um, Classic Q-tip verse too. Even yeah, though. I like I like Q-tip on this. Um, this is yeah, yeah this is where I be. This is super like '94 sounding to me. Like, yeah. um, it's a totally different feel. Like I, I think people forget that Mob Deep used to sound like this. The sort of like yeah, the Q-tip influence is huge on this album. Even something like um, Q Hectic, right? Like that jazzy sort of feel that Havoc totally abandons later on. Um. See, my problem with Drink With The Pain is I always just want to go to track. What, Shook Ones? Of course Shook Ones. You know when I, when I play this album, I don't listen to Shook Ones? <laughs> Shook Ones is the first rap verse that I memorized on my own. I'll say that. Yeah. But, nah, like, it's classic. It's incredible. It's flawless. Iconic. But, yeah, it's iconic. Absolutely it is. 
Um, I don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just, you know, me and because it's iconic, you know, I've heard it a million times. And you, you don't like songs that are like singles? <laughs> yeah, I don't really get into singles like that. I, I'll hear it like at a party or something like that, absolutely. But just like in my own personal time, eh. What parties are you going to where they're playing Shook ones? I go to a lot of 90s parties. <laughs> they hold a lot of 90s parties in the city here in Columbus. Like I know a lot of the DJs and the DJs will throw some of the, the older DJs. They'll throw a lot of, I mean, we got Jay Rawls out here. Like there's, there's just Chuck full of, you know, older DJs that will do 90s parties all day. And they'll do party, like party parties where you, you know, can dance. and They play, you know, Chub Rock and stuff like that. But then they also have, you know, where they'll play a bunch of, Hard rock, roughneck, rough dirty, neck. dirty underground, black moon, backpack music. So Shook One's produced by Havoc and Prodigy helped out as well. Um, Prodigy's incredible. This beat is incredible. It Like this is the beginning. It's funny, much like how Cream for Wu-Tang stood out from the rest of the album and sort of established their later aesthetic. Right, because much of Thirty Six Chambers, which then continued on, on Dirty's first album and to a certain extent Meth- Method Man's first album, was very like grimy and raw, mm-hmm. right? But Cream sort of establishes the 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 later Wu Tang blueprint in a way. Yeah, Cream Cream doesn't sound weird on the radio. Shook One's Part Two really sets the tone for where they end up going. Are you are you um, intrigued about the placement of this song? I, it's as in my notes, the- actually. This is buried on this album. Yeah. Um, but what we forget is at the time, this record came out far ahead of the album. Yeah. Right? It Like, Shook Ones comes out December 94. Right? So it was the warm-up record. Yeah. Survival of the Fittest is comes out a couple weeks before the album. Was it a couple weeks? Yeah. Okay. Um. So maybe that's why I was so buried, but I mean, it's an incredible record. Um, and then you end up with Party Over. I love this record. I think that beat is stupid. So one thing I discovered by reading the Complex Making, I think it was Complex Making of, is that apparently on the early mob stuff, it was Prodigy who did a bunch of the bass lines. Mm. Who knew? Um, Party Over produced by Mob Deep and Matt Life. Um yeah, this song's cool. The problem is, is it comes on comes on after Shook Ones. <laughs> right. Um so yeah, that you know, that's a little bit of a problem. But um Alright, so I know I think infamous for you, is that in like your top ten of all time? Um God, all time rap albums? I know that's tough. Oh God. That's it's, it's that, that would be an awful podcast to have. It would be horrible. It would, without question, be um, in the discussion. I don't even know if this is my f- favorite Mob Deep album. <laughs> I, I had a conversation with somebody today, and I was like, I bet money is going to say that the other Mob Deep album is. Well, you mean it's me? <laughs> You're stupid. I'm trolling the whole internet. Um. No, they just look, did, I, like they started to to get crazy, and you're like, oh, 
Doc's being Doc. No, um, look, I think Infamous is classic. Um, but I just think it's got a couple records that are, you know, inconsistent. That's all. Like what? Um, I think Temperatures Rising is cool. Um, I think Up North Trip is cool. I think that little run is a little, mm, you know. I think Right Back At You is, is really good, but not great. I think Cradle to the Grave is okay. Okay. I, I'm not judging this on a 2013 scale. I'm judging this on a 1995 scale. Oh, I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at something that I saw on the internet. On the An- internet. Anything we need to share with the, with the, with the crowd? Nah. I'm in trouble because I know some of the people who shared it. It wasn't supposed to be funny, but it is. So, nah, I can't do it. All right. Um, anything so anything else you want to say about the infamous nah just classic album i got the tape the tape had the i bought the cassette because the cassette had um up north trip on it it was a bonus track the cd didn't Uh uh-uh interesting nope was it up north trip living the high life yeah up north trip was was the was the uh yep because i believe side b starts with trife life Trife life, yeah. Yeah, so they had enough room on side A for up north trip. Interesting. So, yep, that's the only thing. But yeah, class, classic Mob Deep album. Classic. I don't have anything else to say about it. So then we get to 96. Yeah. I'm going to argue that Mob Deep in 96 was the peak of Mob Deep. Now, that doesn't mean that what ended up on their album in 96 is as good as it could have been. So, like, if I would have been, you know, if if I could take all my like software and everything I have now and transport myself back to that time, aside from, you know, trying to pull it back to the future and make myself rich, um, <laughs> let's just say there's a heck of a 1.5 that you could do from 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 Mob Deep in 1996. What else? What would what would be on it? So you got back at you from the Sunset Park soundtrack. Yeah, one of Mob Deep's most underrated records. Yeah. Incredible bass line, great hook. Love that record. Classic movie. Not classic in a good way. Classic in a. You're 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 bugging. That's yeah, not also, a, the that, soundtrack. Also featured the classic um, Quad City DJ. Hoop all in your hoop face. All in your face. <laughs> in your face. No hoop. Oh come on, man. <laughs> also had that MC Light. Um, it did. It had keep on keeping on keep with on, escape. Keep on keeping on. That was a hit record. Yeah. That was uh, Jermaine Dupri. I believe we talked about that on the uh, Jermaine Dupri retro. We should do it. So you also had what? What's wrong? Still laughing at hoop all in your face. He goes <laughs> quad city DJs. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Yeah, it yeah. just reminds me of like God. My middle, just my middle school basketball experience. Yeah, I was going to say, you about to make me put together a Jock Jam slash Quad City DJs playlist. Yeah, because that's all it would be. It would be it would be Jock Jam slash Middle School Dances because you'd also have to put like Freak Nasty to dip Oh, I it. was just going to say Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Cotton Roll. Sweet. <laughs> oh my God. Butterfly. Uh-oh. That's, see? See? <laughs> see? This is what I mean. Like on 90s records, you would just randomly diss stuff. <laughs> Butterfly. Uh-oh. That's oh. When you heard that, it was like, oh, crap. So when you would go to dances, you couldn't do the butterfly. You had to do the Tootsie Roll. There's nothing funnier than, than imagining a, a, tw- a 12-year-old doc doing the Tootsie Roll at an eighth grade New Jersey dance. Nothing funnier than that. Ah, <laughs> uh, I bet you got the girls, though. 
what, what was hilarious is even then I was a music nerd because I, you know, I'm, I still remember this. I'm, I'm nerding and boring everybody at the same time. Somehow they played um, the video mix of Download R. Kelly. And like, you know, I'm slow dancing with the girl like eight, like seventh, eighth grade style where you like, you know, you try like you start with like your like arm's length, yeah. like holding on the hip and you slowly get closer. Yeah. And like, you know, instead of like concentrating on like, oh, let me not step on her feet, whatever else. I'm like geeking out because I'm like, yo, he's playing the video mix. <laughs> <laughs> Snap, yo, that is that is Doc. Um, that is Doc. Speaking of '96, Big Noid episodes of a Hustler, mm. which is basically a long lost Mom Deep album. Yeah, it was released on Tommy Boy of all things. Yeah, this is a great story. Only in '90, only in mid '90s hip hop could this happen. They had an A and R see Big Noid perform live with Mob Deep when they were to- when they were doing little shows after the Infamous. They loved the reaction that they saw Noid had with the crowd. They signed him to a $300,000 record deal. Wow. Big Noid. What up, cousin? Now, nowadays, <laughs> he would have released like five mixtapes. Right. Right. But instead, some of these beats. Woo. Like, yeah, ha- Havoc in 90, yeah, 95, 96, Havoc kind of goes into it. Cause this is more, this is more Havoc than Prodigy at this point, right? Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, I mean, Prodigy's on one, two, three, four, five, six. He's on like six of the, there's only like eight or nine tracks on the EP. Pro- Prodigy's on six of them. Havoc produces all but a handful. Like, you know, recognize and realize part one, <sighs> part two. Uh, Infamous Mob episodes of a Hustler, like all these records hold their own with Hell on, with the records from Hell on Earth. Like these records, if you can, you know, everybody track this down. Like episodes of a Hustler, like there are some great records on here. Um, did you? Uh, did I make that? Did I send that to you? Yeah, you did. Did I you listen it. to it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree with everything you said. I didn't really like listen, 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 listen. Yeah, but nah, there was like some. I was like, whoa, really? Said that a lot. I would say, and we'll probably get into this a little later, but Mob Deep might have the best unreleased discography. They got a pretty good one. Nas has a Nas has a good one. I would expect somebody like Wu Tang to have a good one, but I don't know if they really have a good one. No, not really. I would say forgotten, like you know, oh, see, like mix, like some of the Wu Tang mixtape like songs totally get like forgotten my favorite is um lay your hammer i love diesel oh diesel yeah diesel was on uh, the soul in the whole soundtrack diesel um which is the best rap soundtrack ever i love you know uh tragedy <sighs> yeah yeah that was on a uh, rhyme and reason soundtrack yep uh the chase which was on bullworth <laughs> which i love oh yeah i bum, bought bum, that bum. oh bullworth. of course that i bought soundtrack. that soundtrack Cause it had um, I like the Bullworth song. They had Prodigy and All the Morning. Was it had, it, and it had Uniform. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh. By the way, I pulled that. I'm not even looking at Wikipedia right now. <laughs> I'm gonna see if the, I wonder is that on Spotify. Let's see. <laughs> I don't even know how your computer handles Spotify. I have a I have a much faster computer than you. Spotify might be the worst app on the planet. 
Oh, I'm, I only do it from my phone. Yeah, the like the the mobile app is way faster. Like the the Windows app is one of the slowest pieces of crap. I mean, it 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 really depends. Like I'm really I'm really um kind of iffy on their updates. So like the this most recent one has been cool, but there was a point where the app was just unbearably slow and not like I'm being impatient slow. It was really like it would take three minutes to go get on the album. But mobile app is better. All right. So back to Hell on Earth. <laughs> Before we even talk about the album, one other song that was from the Hell on Earth sessions is a record off It Was Written. Which one is this? I'll, I'll call it Live Brother Rap. Oh, Live Nigga Rap? Woo! I was, just listening, I was listening to that the other day. Another record I forgot to play on Sunday. Oh, that definitely goes on hoodie season, doesn't it? Doom, doom, doom. Fresh out the mug. Pack. Woo! Yeah, that so, like, that back at you, these big Noid records, that it was written, song, like, and then, and then Hell on Earth on top of that, like, there's a lot of output. Yeah. From Mob in 96. Yeah. A lot of incredible output. Yeah. So let's talk about Hell on Earth. Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> now you got that baseline from uh, yep. ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Um, yeah, this is this is a heavy record. Yeah, it's t- it's it's a dark record. Very dark. If if hoodie season, this is had the definition of hoodie season. This is the definition, absolutely. Um. Oh, and I forgot about the there's a there was a pre hell EP. <laughs> oh, really? That had What's, three. There's a lot of bonus tracks and like all sorts of stuff. Pre hell. Yeah, pre hell EP, which had uh, just some random tracks. Like they they made a lot of records. <laughs> um. If I was signed to a record deal and I was in my early twenties and had that much energy, I would have a lot of records too. <laughs> so, we going track by track on this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start. So wait. For, I mean, the first single was "Drop a Gem on Him," which is crazy. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that song. Which we'll talk about Again, just a sec. This is a diss record, and it's a single. Yeah. Um. So "Animal Instinct" is the first record on here. We, is this the yeah. first time we hear Tiny and Twin Gambino? Um. I yeah. I guess so. I didn't really like get into them until the H and I C. Bars and hooks. <laughs> <laughs> like that era. Yeah. Um, this beat is crazy in Animal Instinct. Yeah. So, like right off the bat, to me, you hear a distinct difference between how this sounds, just in the drums and the sound quality, how a record like Animal Instinct sounds versus anything off the infamous. They just sound like totally different eras to me. I would say that the snare. I would say that Havoc learned a lot from Q-Tip's drum pattern in his in his in his uh, drum selection. Yeah, the, the spirit of Q-Tip is all on this album. Totally. I I would say the spirit of Wu Tang is on this album. Um, yeah, there's a couple of records. Like, I mean, as a producer, I understand because you hear something new and you're like, oh, I got to do that. Like, I don't I don't know how. Like to me, you know, Infamous comes out, and then we get. Liquid Swords and Cuban Links. I, I don't know if it's an accident that Havoc comes back with a record that sounds like all these records do. True. 
Like he's going into piano and soul samples that he wasn't really touching before. Um, the drums are different. The bass is heavier. People people really forget one of the things that Wu Tang was really known for, that RZA was really known for as a producer, was for you know New York artists were not known for having heavy bass prior to true. like ninety three ninety four. That's true. But That's RZA true. really like <laughs> he really brought that. He really like you know used bass very well. Um, but Animal Instinct, this beat is my goodness. The consistency on this album. Some call it monotonous. I call it consistent. I think the consistency of this album is incredible. But as much as I love Animal Instinct, we got to talk about Drop a Gem on Of course. This is, in, this is an incredible whisper sample. That's um, the whispers? Yeah. Wow. You know I got you. know I took notes on all this stuff. I uh, know. I'm, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not surprised that you knew what it was. I'm just shocked that that's the whispers. I love that this was the promo sample. I mean, the promo single. Um, infamously, huh, see what it did there. Takes takes shots at Pop. A little bit. Um, recorded before he died, but released. Actually, technically, released just before his death. Um, and then they they sort of took it back, right? Because it was released as a single August twenty fifth, ninety six. And as I as I remember, they sort of brought it back. Um, because you know, it's kind of messed up, <laughs> right? <laughs> am I am I underselling that a little no, bit? No, no, no. I mean, it was very vulgar. It's funny, it's funny, you know, we talk about, you know, it's, it, we had this discussion earlier when we talked about it. We had the episode with Lavalsi over Christian disc records and just nowadays what constitutes as a Christian, as, as a Christian, as a, as a disc record. Like, what, what people consider a disc record now compared to something like Drop a Gym on them and Hit them Up and, I mean, shoot, even Long Kiss Goodnight is just vicious. Night and day. Long kiss, good night is, you know, just out. I make, I make your to, mouthpiece obese like Della Reese. Like, come on, that's the first line. Like, how? That's do a you, great recipe too. It is. Um, how? Somebody asked me earlier today if I would ever battle rap. No, because I would fight whoever would say something. <laughs> I don't have the skin for it. I don't. You know, respect to all the battle rappers who can just stand there and let somebody talk about them, their mother, their kids, their girlfriend, all that stuff. I, I can't do it. But back then, I know how I was when I was like a rapidly rap battle rapper. Just on the record for the first time. Like, it was like Joe Budden Ransom. Like, I was in the booth, like, immediately. I had a disc record, like, three hours later. Like, I, w- I wasn't having that. So, Oh, to- good. So, I, I need all you rappers out there to start dissing our mind. I, no. I need him in the booth. I am a I am a new man. <laughs> I have not responded. I have been dissed in the last few years. I have been dissed before on record. I'm just not responding to it. I'm not gonna bring in no attention. It's gonna do you. It's gonna do you uh, more favors than it does me. Trying to be a bigger man. Hey, hey, yeah, hey. Apparently, all you got to do is start ragging on the infamous. <laughs> You're the only person who can get me in my rap feelings. And you're not going to diss me on the record, so you're fine. <laughs> we'll just get on the episode of Clock Radio Speakers and we'll just yell at each other for two hours. 
Me releasing a diss record would be the funniest moment of 2013. I still want to hear Doc before I die. Hearing like old Doc raps is on my. <laughs> no, they're not recorded anywhere. They're not recorded oh, anywhere. Killing me. Do you have them like? No, 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 no. Got rid of all of them. And they were, they were not recorded. You at least have them written down somewhere. Oh, of course, no, no, those aren't. No, I, I'll have those shredded. Are you kidding me? Nah, come on, man. Let's go. Let's go to your mom's house. <laughs> I know she has them. I know she nope, has them somewhere. No, no, no. Your response lets me know that she does have them. <laughs> no, actually, my mom does no it. No way. Does there's it. no way that I'm getting invited to any of your family's <laughs> house because that's the first thing I'm going to say. I'm like, so can we go in Doc's room real quick? Can we go in his old, his old high school room? Find some, some Beatty McBeats. Beatty McBeats. Some rapidy raps. Um, anyway, drop a gem on him. Great song. Yeah, classic, 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 classic. Proper response to hit him up lyrically. Um, I'm not mad at it as a response. I mean, they had a different style than 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 Tupac. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I, hit him up really could have done without everybody else on the song. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> go back and listen to hit him up, and you're like, oh really? I gotta listen. I you know. Oh, how many outlaws? Was it four of them? You know, once they start with "Get out the way," it's like, all right, all right, all right, I'm good. Can I just rewind and hear that intro again? Tell them to your face, you ain't nothing but a faker. <laughs> no, I'm good. Imagine, <clears throat> imagine if somebody, <clears throat> yo, Doc, if you come to me and you say, you know what, Armand, you're a faker. That's not. Mm, is that gonna cause a fight? Is that gonna cause a brawl? A boiler room brawl? I'm not sure about that. Um, but whatever. So after, so you get you know, this. The way this album opens, man, this is like I don't even know. Like you shouldn't even if if it's if the temperature is anywhere above I don't know forty degrees, just don't even listen to this. Because like yeah, you get animal instinct, drop a gem on them, then blood sport. I said I said this over. I said this last week where I said a lot of hoodie season records sound good in the summer. This does not sound good. In the no, summer. this only sounds good right now. Um, yeah, Bloodsport is crazy. Bloodsport is crazy. Extortion with Method Man? Extortion is crazy. 96 Method Man. My goodness. He steals the show. <sighs> just, un- just, just underrated, man. Like, Meth, Meth's, we don't talk enough about Meth's run in the mid-90s. He well, had it's, a it's serious run. It's because he went five years in between solo albums. Yeah, true. Um, You know, we got the early RZA... And then we got, you know, 99 when he was working with a little bit more True Master, which, you know, I think Judgment Day is a really underrated album, actually. We it talked is. about it on the Wu-Tang Retro. Yep, it um, is. Totally, ex- extremely underrated. It's a really good album. But when when RZA hit that sweet spot, that 95 to 97 sweet spot where he was just cranking out classic after classic, we got him on guest verses. And, of course, he was on Wu-Tang Forever. But I can't even imagine a 96 Method Man over 96 RZA beats. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, he definitely should have bounced back from Takao quick. Like, everybody, let's do it again. Everybody had to get a turn, you know. True. Um, so you had a after that you get more trife life. Vicious. Yo, this beat is vicious. This beat is incredible. <laughs> this beat changed my life. <laughs> like, what is that? It just sounds like. If you get shot, like this is what getting shot sounds like. By like a ghost or something. 
And you're looking up the sample on I'm trying to, yeah. I, I'm hoping I can just look at the whole list here. Because I don't want to have to go track by track on who sampled. But I might have to. Oh, wait. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, more Trife Life is... And then even this is a this is a very this is a very scorn and bitter song as well. <laughs> the, yeah, there's a lot of that here. Yeah. Oh. Explains why Havoc was found later on a uh, millionaire's dating site. No. Oh. But um bum bum. Okay, what else are we doing? <laughs> Man down featuring Big Noid. Yeah, crazy. It's cool. It, it, it's it's dopey and it's a cool song. It's the first one on this album where I'm not like, oh my god. Not to say I don't like it, but you know. Um, I'm I can't find that more Trife Life sample. Interesting. Um, can't get enough featuring General G. Mm. Super dusty. Mm. Look. Like a little bit of a RZA influence here. Mm. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to listen to the to this next run of songs though. Yes. Yes. Because nighttime vultures. Crazy. <sighs> Man, this beat is. <laughs> I mean, this whole stretch right here is crazy. Yeah, nighttime vultures is incredible. Um. And and again now. Another one of my favorite beats ever, G.O.D. Part 3. Well, hold on. I, I, I want to give credit to Raekwon on Nighttime Vultures. Okay, go right ahead. Because Raekwon kills Nighttime Vultures. This is 96. Yeah, it's 96 Ray. Yeah. Um, beat is bananas. Song's incredible. Night, I mean, I can't say that. Nighttime Vultures, like, man. But you're right. G.O.D. Part 3, which was a single, which is, you know, crazy yeah i think they were like in a church or something like that for the video yeah yeah, yeah. I, was, I was so hyped when i found out this was thing do you remember did your cable company in the 90s did you guys have something called like dmx it's it's like music choice now yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that yeah so that's where i heard god part three for the first time so when i saw this guy a video like i was like hype like yo yeah G-O-D, i mean you know famous tony's theme sample Great yeah. drum loop. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Classic intro. <laughs> you know what? It takes a little... It, uh, sometimes I wish it got started a little faster. Me too. I wish this was at the end of the other song. Yeah. Put skits at the end of your songs, rappers. Please. Why do you say that? And, and then if you want to... If you want to... Um, if you want people to know that there's a skit on the end of the album... Let a little bit of the skit bleed into the next song. If you really need, if you really no. want people to know if there's a skit. No, I don't like that. Of course you don't. No. But of course. I mean, we're on the internet, so I can, I can get the vinyl. I can get a version without that, but it's not going to kill me. Like, I don't like, um, I've been listening, <laughs> I've been listening to, um, listen to a lot of um, Murder, Inc. this week, believe it or not. It's hoodie um, season. Yeah, so I was listening to uh, Ja's first album, and um, I forgot what. Oh, it was um, Story to Tell. 
yeah. has like this long, unnecessary intro with this piano for like a minute and a half. Like, why is this here? And it just comes on. Same thing with um, um, not kill them all. What's the other? It's murder. Like they're just they're just talking for fifteen. Comes on. Like why? How come this couldn't be at the end and not the beginning? Yeah. No. I like I said. I like the I like the interludes at the end. Obviously, but um, you know we <laughs> look at look at what we did on Kairos. But I mean, right. I don't I don't like it when it bleeds over to the start of the next song. Like I want it to be a clean drop right on the. But you know that's the sort of stuff I obsess about. But uh, but God Part Three, great song. Um, after that you got get dealt with. Classic. You got a uh, it's a cool song, a little simplistic, but it works. Um, you got Hell on Earth, Front Lines, which when they withdrew drop when they I said withdrew when they really stopped pushing drop a gem on them they they threw out Hell on Earth, Front Lines, Hell yeah, this- on Earth. Yeah, this was the first uh, song with a single from this album, right? I think so, yeah. This was the first single. Great verse from Prodigy. Yeah. Uh, the so, beat is cool, but not really amazing. Yeah, no, no, no. Prodigy carries this lyrically. And what's kind of crazy is like, it doesn't really sound like the rest of the album to me. No, it doesn't. And it's the title track. And a single. Like, if you bought that and then you get you turn on the album you get Animal Instinct, you're like, what? You know? Uh, let's see. Give it up. Give it a fast with Nas and Big Noid. Got out the airport. The mob picked me up in the truck. The song right here, man. Jerry, like what? Get stuck. Incredible beat. Nas kills this. Nas kills this. Um, yeah. Just. And then still shining. Can we just end the show here? Great sample. God. This. Great drums. This might be. This might be one of my three or five favorite rap beats ever. Mm. I don't know about that. No, I'm favorite. You can't debate okay. my favorite. <laughs> this... You can't debate me. <laughs> like a battle rapper. Um, Yo, this sample, Prodigy comes on here and kills it. There's a Foxy Brown free, freestyle from Funk Flex Volume 2. That's yeah, I remember that. Too. Yeah. You can't sound bad on this beat. Like, you like you just can't. This and Give It Up Fast. Talk about a two-song little run. Like, I'm the two-song? Apostles Warning, is a good, that's a really good song, too. But I think Give It Up Fast and Still Shining are, are on a different level. No, that sample on Apostles One is insane. Yeah, what is that sample? That is a like a oh. children's choir or something like that. That's I mean, it's not who sample. I'm not. I'm not snitching. This is a. It's people make the world go round by Michael Jackson. What? Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah. It's, it's it's dope and then the bonus track was uh in the long run which if you could get that via the international version or god bless 96 it was an enhanced cd what y'all know about that enhanced cd shout out to cd roms <laughs> remember the wu-tang enhanced cd oh, yeah, of course of course of course of course of course that was hilarious 
It's horrible. <laughs> um, this album's probably too long. What? There are no skits on this album other than God Part Three. I know. I'm this trying. To, I'm trying to look at this with a with a critical eye. Why? Because <laughs> I'm dot. <laughs> uh, this doesn't need to have a critical eye. It's okay. a dope album. It's a really dope album. It it's to me this is the most consistently mob deepish mob deep album if that makes any sense. Mob deepish. Um, but I you know I I, I said before that Infamous might not be my favorite. I, I go back and forth. I think they're both great albums that have a couple songs that I skip. I I, I get that. Okay. So this you know this is ninety six and ninety seven. Um, let's see. We ha- in between we had oh on the Soul and Hole soundtrack, uh, Rare Species. Ooh, uh, uh, mm. uh, that's what I'm saying, yo. If you <laughs> yo yo that Soul in the Hole soundtrack is incredible. Go make me look up that track listing. Hold up. Woo! Sauce money against the grain. Get out of here. <laughs> it had I forgot what the opening track was. It was it had, Dead Press. <clears throat> that was the first song. Yeah. No, was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> no it wasn't uh, Wu-Tang Clan Diesel yep had Diesel uh, Sauce Money Against the Grain M.O.P. Ride <sighs> Big Pun You Ain't a Killer <sighs> Exhibit L.A. Times L.A. Times yep The Dwellers remember them yep Sell the Dwellers uh, Mob Deep Rare Species Common High Expectations I don't remember that one. Oh, Coca Brova's One on One yep The Wu All Stars Soul in the Hole Dritty Kruger, to Keith the Killer, Sunshine, and Timbo King. I don't know if those are really the Wu All Stars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no Shaheem Slendo on Clock Radio. I'm letting you know that right now. I'm surprised we never heard Timbo King diss Timbo the King. Like, how did that never happen? He missed an opportunity. Um, <laughs> uh, organized Confusion, OC. Yeah. Yeah, that record was dope, though. Yeah. The record was dope. Was there another? Was there another song? Dark Mind, Visions of Blur. Okay, I don't remember that. They had to have. There was always one struggle, and it was always like track thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, it was always like the end. We, we, we I think we've talked about this before. We should probably do a best soundtracks. We talked about that a while ago. Yeah, I we, think that's what um, retrospectives are probably going to like evolve into because I, I think we, we might. We're running have, out of iconic artists. Yeah, so we might have to start doing years and soundtracks and soundtracks are gonna be good because I mean, I know I know you like Soul in the Hole, but mm. what? I do love that first Nutty Professor soundtrack. I listened to that the other day. That aged horribly. I don't I yesterday. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't. It, listen, it it it's bad. I love. It's, I love that uh, Monica. Tretch song. Monica and Tretch, yeah. You made a beat out of that. Yep. Love that beat. Yep, Monica, Monica and Tretch. Ain't nobody was dope. I mean, of course, Case Touch Me, Tease Me is classic. Smooth the Hustler, Trigger the gab, ga, uh, Gambler, DV Alias Christ, Crew Can't Go For That. And then it got a little shaky. <laughs> Wasn't there a Montel yeah. Jordan song on there? It was a Montel Jordan. It was called I Like. Yeah, I Like. That was good. Nah. <laughs> like, Montel Jordan made a lot of generic R&B in his day. A lot. Yo, I don't want to hear any Montel Jordan slander. Oh, oh I, just I have. I will throw the hammer down for Montel Jordan in the mid-90s. 
Come on, he, he sung over straight up menace. No, see, I like that was the beginning of a little bit of the slick rick sort of like, hey, I'm I'm here. Never mind, never mind. Oh, come on, last night as yet. Listen. That is the creepiest. <laughs> no, creepiest come on. <laughs> it is. In retrospect, me? I'm sure it is. Hold on, I should look at these lyrics right now. Go ahead. Just just <laughs> Go ahead, just read them. All right, hold on. <laughs> Actually, I can't. <laughs> we're obviously not going to get where we thought we were. We're totally going to get there. It's going to be a five-hour episode. Um, Oh, God, you're right. I drink, Creepy, right? I drink Just... your wine as you See, taste mine. Oh, no. Yo, like, yo, R&B dudes in the mid-90s had the smoothest ways <laughs> of saying the nastiest stuff. What do you look like? Go, like, go, go to your wife right now and be like... Let me taste your wine. I should totally uh, tweegram some of these lyrics. <laughs> oh, tweegram will forever be. <laughs> Can we get a shirt that just says tweegram on it on a tweegram? That's that's that should have been the clock radio speaker shirt. Oh, wow. These lyrics are incredible. Like, oh, my goodness. And yet, and yet, I could probably sing every word of this song if it came on right now. This was a staple, a staple of the eighth grade dance. And that's disgusting. Because the <laughs> no. staple of my eighth grade dances was next too close. I was just going to say, but nothing's creepier than too close. Nothing. <laughs> because last night is trying to be romantic, but it's cheesy. Too close is just like, eh? Eh? It's the, uh, yeah, no, there's nothing, nothing subtle about too, about too close disgusting absolutely filthy my child my daughter will not be going to any middle school dances and if she does i'll be right there there's gonna be a young armand waiting in the cut i know it is that's why i'm going (laughs) soon as i mm -mm, nope i will pick him up by the back of his collar no you won't six foot distance i better be able to lay in between the both of y'all you know babyface produced that right what last night yeah yeah i mean it's very babyface it's very uh, mid-90s baby face milestone. I care about you. Oh, this is great. There's a Wikipedia article. List of number one R&B singles of 96. Oh, my goodness. Needless to say, there's a lot of R. Kelly down low. Of course. I did this to you. <laughs> I did this to you. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then they went from that to Contagious. You know, they really need to do like a Broadway musical like that just tries to reenact R. Kelly songs, like sets him to like, you know, that would be incredible. That would be, that would be a great idea. I would, <laughs> I would pay, I'd pay money to see that. I don't know who they, I, you know, the role of Mr. Biggs would be really important. Ruben Studdard. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he's still sorry. It's 2004. He's still sorry. He's not going to mess up no more this year. <sighs> he's sorry for May and he's sorry for June. I'm sorry for all the things that he never told he didn't tell you. At least he didn't try to pull a uh, a skills and try to make like sorry 2005, <laughs> sorry 2006, <laughs> sorry 2007. Oh, we are not at all talking about Mob Deep, and I love it. <laughs> all right, uh, rare species. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got to give shout out Mariah Carey, the Roof Remix. The Roof Remix, yeah. 
Even though it's Puff and Trackmasters. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Um, and then going into 98, you had uh, Hoodlum. Mm. Off the Hoodlum soundtrack with Big Noid and Rakim. Mm. This was Rakim's like comeback. Yeah, this was uh this was 18th letter Ra, right? Just before, yeah, I think, right? Um 18th letter came out in November of November 4th, 1997 cuz it you're, came out the same day as uh You're right. Boy. I'm sorry. And Hoodlum was 97. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh yeah, that's right. Cuz I think my sister yeah, my sister had that soundtrack. She yeah. bought it for that in that uh that Davina record. Remember Davina? Yeah, so good. Yep. It had Raekwon on it, right? Yeah. Hey, can anybody get Yvette Michelle on the phone? I think Flex still knows what she is. Remember her? I'm not feeling you. No, anybody? Nah, you know, we we got we should get we you know we really should try to get Funk Flex on the podcast. That would be. Let me tell you something right now. I I would rather get Khaled on there. Just so Khaled can call me a liar. Did you hear that thing with him and Cypher Sounds when they was arguing? No, I wanted to. I I, I read about it, but uh, and Khaled was like, "You're a liar." (laughs) (laughs) He's like, "I love you, my brother, but but you're you're a liar." It's it's the funniest joint ever. I would love to get Khaled on our show. So, ninety nine, we get the return of Mob Deep. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got Apostles one stuck in my. (laughs) So, you know, they recorded murder music in 98 and the, the bootlegs, which Oof. do you, how do we want to talk about the murder music bootlegs? We want to talk about them like separately. Um, I mean, because really listening to the bootleg, a lot of it ended up on the album. <laughs> That's right. I, I'd rather just talk separately about the tracks that didn't make it. Yeah. A lot of it ended up on the album. And I, I remember being really mad that when the retail came out, I couldn't find the bootleg anymore, but. You know, Doc, of course, was able to find a bootleg for me. And I was like, hey, this is the exact same. Yeah, it's not that different. Yeah, not at all. Um, so, a couple, so there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot for the murder, uh, for the murder music sessions. Excuse me. Um, Thun and Kiko was from the murder, murder music sessions. Was they, it really? Yeah. They were recording a lot of HNICs at the same time. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, HNIC was on hold for a while. Um, Havoc, uh, not Havoc, Prodigy started, you know, he was convinced that Loud um, leaked the, uh, that they had a role in, in murder music getting out. Oh, wow. So he kept everything close to his chest. Sounds like a Prodigy lyric. <laughs> That's why I keep everything close to my chest. God bless. You could have just finished that off with the J lyric one I open like CBS. Oh snap! Oh yeah, we getting our primo on with these chop lyrics right now. Um, but uh, this album was highly anticipated, right? You had yeah, the, it was. It really was. Yeah, the absolutely. source review. What was it? Four and a half mics. Yeah, got four and a half mics up. That really like. I'm trying to remember like how because like, it, it was released in April. But when was it supposed to come out? Shoot. Was like, it like end of 98, beginning 90, of? Yeah, it was like the winter time when it was supposed to come out. <clears throat> but, um, you know, it infamously got leaked. Um, oh, it my God. Crazy. It's I totally just, forgot about the Murder Music movie. 
Oh yeah, I had that on DVD too. Did it's you on, really? Uh, yeah, I did. I totally bought that. Um, it is on. Uh, I believe it's on uh, Netflix. Oh goodness. Yeah. It, it like it had like starring Nas, but it was really just, like Nas was in one part of the movie where he like gets he like gets out of his bins like this green bins, and he goes in and he daps everybody up, and then I think they're like planning to rob him, and then something happens. But the movie really centers. Does it center around Littles? I think. That makes no sense. I think it centers. I think it centers around Littles and infamous mob. Get on your job. So, I just like to point out all the records on here that aren't produced by the people, but like it's all havoc, with the exception of its mind, which is credited Mob Deep. And the reason why I point that out is because when you look, when we talk about H and I scene a little bit, um, Prodigy has some production credits on there. Mm. So I think it's interesting. That whereas before Prodigy was really like playing a strong role, he was helping out, doing whatever. Now you've got, okay, this is Havoc as the producer. Okay, but it, it's like clearly I think Prodigy was um, was hoarding stuff, right? Like he kept Keep It Thorough. Keep It Thorough was recording in the same sessions as this stuff. Uh, like he kept that for himself. Um, and the reason why I bring this up is because, uh, you know, um, I'm just going to spoil the entire track by track, which we're absolutely going to do. Murder Music is incredibly overrated. Oh my god! Right? Huh? I'm I sh- I'm not riding with you on that. Okay, incredibly overrated. I'm, I'm you know, there there are some classic records on here, but there is, whew, there are some stinkers. Um, so you know, you had the so there was the bootleg, which was you know, it wasn't just bootlegged in New York, which is how it used to be, but this is when Napster was first making their parents this. And I am were some of the first like things leaked, right? Like online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this. The first leaked albums I remember seeing were Mob Deep, Nas, um, uh, The Locks, uh, We Are the Streets, and Volume Three. Yeah, Volume Three. And uh, you know, so they, you know, labels didn't know what to do. Right at the time, so the, the 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 trend was basically okay. Go scrap some records and go make some new ones. Um, I think they sort of overestimated th- the reach of yeah they of did. the leaks. They um, did. But you know the records that they ended up keeping off. I'm not mad that they kept them off. Um, they yeah, really maybe like, some of them. Yeah, they weren't um, really like. Oh, how'd you leave off? Well, I love Perfect Plot. I think that's a dope record. All right, so let, let's go check by check on this. Okay. So the intro is an, it's a it's an intro. Yep. Streets raise me. With Big Noid and Chinky. Yep. Already we immediately tell a difference. Like 1999 is here. This is not the old Mob Deep. Right. <sighs> that's not a sample piano. That's a keyboard. Um, those are keyboard drums for the first time. You know, this is two and a half years after Hell on Earth. And, you know, they during that time, the sound went from, you know, grimy to then they had the 97 era. And then they, you know, 98, 99 is it's, you know, it's the it's the beginning of the keyboard era. Right. Right. You know, so for a group like Mob Deep, it was really interesting to see how they adapted. Um, I don't really think they adapted that well. Um, this song is OK. You don't like it either? 
It's quite, I mean, the record is dope. I, I, mm. I really like the core megaverse on here. That's what's your poison? I'm bugging. <laughs> I'm thinking what's your poison. Nah, um, this is dun, 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 that joint. Watch yeah. your hand, the rain. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, see, the hook is awful. Um, But yeah, let's talk about one of the best records on here, which what's is What's Your Poison? What's Your Poison? I'm bugging. That beat, oh my goodness. It's an incredible David Axelrod sample. Um, You know, this is back, this is like vintage Mob Deep. Like, Prodigy's great on this, but I know Cormega, like now I listen to it and all I hear are the punch-ins. Do I have to, should yeah. I explain what punch-ins are for people? Or actually, um, you're, you're an MC, why don't you explain punch-ins? Well, there's, okay, well there's two types of punch-ins. So what is a punch-in? Um, normally a punch-in is, is, is if in the instance of A, you run out of breath while you're in the studio um, recording, or if you mess up, like say, you know, some people like to run their verse all the way through, just do it in one take. Um, so say you kind of mess up on a couple of words or you mess up on a line, but you like the rest of the verse, you can pretty much do a sect of the verse and punch it in to the verse to make it sound like one seamless verse. So it sounds like you did it in one take. Or you could do what Cormega used to do. And uh, I believe... There's at least like three punch-ins in that verse, maybe I, more. No, no. Cormega used to do it every like two to four bars. Yeah. Um, I want to say Slim Thug used to do it a lot. I know Chameleon Air used to do it a lot. I almost want to say Pun used to do it sometimes. The problem um, is the way that Cormega raps. Yeah. Like, like when you're... What, Slim Thug had a slow enough flow that it wasn't that bad. But Cormega, the end of his bar would end and he'd already be rapping on top of it. <laughs> so it didn't sound like one seamless. But see, uh, you it know. It didn't sound like one seamless verse. It sounded like, like Jada Kiss and Styles were going back and forth, but Cormega was just going back and forth with himself. <laughs> so it was just kind of weird. That, that would have been a great like Sprite commercial. Like Circa right, 99. Thanks. Just like mirror images of Cormega rapping. Um. No, you know what? As a 16-year-old hip-hop fan when this album came out, I, I just thought Cormega was some sort of like genius for being able to do that. I didn't know. Um, I think Cormega owns this record. This is, a great, this is a great record. Easily one of the three or four best records on this album. No? The record is dope. I don't know if I'd call it one of the best on the album. This beat is incredible. The beat is dope. All right. Now we get a little bit of a a lull. So we got spread love. I really like this beat. Ugh. It opens. The horns are really promising, but then it gets really generic really quickly. You don't like the drums? I hate them. I hate the drums. Of course you do. No, no. This is why people tune in so they can hear us awkwardly mimicking classic records. Meanwhile, we're an hour and 47 minutes in and we're, a third, like a quarter of the way through album number three. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna finish this week. We're not. We're, oh, we, might, we might pick up no, speed we're here. Not, we're not gonna finish. Um, I don't like spread love at all. No, skippable. Bugging. And then let, I'll say, uh, let a lady be a lady. Um, <laughs> we try to keep it. We try to. <laughs> I could say let a hoe be a hoe. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like this record at all. This Never. beat is boring. 
boring. I never thought I'd say that about a Havoc beat. It's just boring. <laughs> when you when you imitate beats, you, you've seen forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> when he like when he makes fun of the of the music that he's making for the for the fake show that he's like yes. the, that's what you sound like boom 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 like that. <laughs> um. Oh god. Speaking of speaking of forgetting Sarah Marshall, which has Jonah Hill in it, I must. Without question, I've never gone to the movie theater on Christmas Day, but I have to Wolf go to that Wall Street, Street movie. Got to. Um, that movie looks crazy. That movie looks crazy. Great use of the, of, of, of black skinhead. Black skinhead. Yep. Better than the uh, Moto X. Yeah. No. 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 I can. I'm looking at me. I'm a rebel. I can change the color of my phone. Black skinhead. <laughs> anyway. Sell, selling products. Um, yeah, I know. Right. After this, we get Lil C's. Yeah. I'm going out. Yeah. This song isn't that bad. Nah, this song is dope. And the, I actually really like C's on it. I do too. Um, It's at least got energy. Yeah, it's got energy on it. Um, The drums are so 99 on this. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it works. It's dope. And then we get a nice little... Oh, we get a dope run from here. We get uh, Illustrious. Yes. Woof. I remember hearing this on the bootleg and this like this and the next record totally yeah. melted my face. Yeah. But the problem is really like the fact that we had to get through spread love and let a hope you like you could really trim this <clears throat> up. You could trim this album, but this is 1999. I you know, know. And there's no such thing as trimming albums in 1999. Um, but yeah, you know, this is a, uh, you know, illustrious it's, you know, grimy mob deep, but with some updated touches for 99. Like it, it's a, like this was a promising like oh, like this is what it could be like. And in fact, if I, if I remember correctly, I think on the on the bootleg track listing, I think Illustrious is higher up. I think uh, it was originally like earlier in the track li- earlier in the. Track. Hold on, let me look it up because I just I just had it up. Uh, it's track two. Yeah. So the pro like because it's track two, it it sets a tone. Jesus, it goes from Quiet Storm to Illustrious, man. Yeah. See, and that's why like. When in reality, like, you got to get through some junk. Like, Streets Raised Me? No. You know, Spread Love? Uh, little help you. Uh, you know, there's, you got to wade your way through some stuff. Um, and then Adrenaline. Woof. This is, yeah. Another one of my favorite Mob Deep records. Great chorus. Prodigy's yeah. on his game. Um, yeah. Illustrious Adrenaline. What's Your Poison? Yeah. The, the, like I said, there's some classic records on here. Yeah. Um, where are you from? Featuring eight ball. No. Produced by T Mix. No. 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 Not at all. No. Never. Sorry. No. Did they hear the Mace record and say we want to do this? Was this the period when eight ball was like getting eight ball was like the southern rapper? Who was the first? To, who was the first to really kickstart that trend? Uh, shoot, Master P, right? No, I mean like I'm gonna go and get the southern rapper. Yeah. Probably Puff, right? Um, sounds like something Puff would do. I'm trying to think. What? Um, uh, Notorious Thugs, right? Well, that was. I mean, they're not. I mean, Bone aren't Southern rappers, but. Nah. No. Puff. I mean, Big kicked off the. I need to get too short for a record. Which then Jay was like, "Oh, I'll do that too." Because <laughs> you, you got to live through me. 
I see, I said. Um, <laughs> I have no uh, idea what that popped in my head. You're a horrible person. I'm a great person. Let's talk about Quiet Storm. Oof, should we talk about Quiet Storm or should we talk about White Lines? We can talk about Quiet Storm. <laughs> okay, let's talk Quiet Storm. Legendary. Absolutely. Classic video, too. Yeah. Along with, uh, along with Shokun's Part 2, it is what Mob Deep is known for. Right? Like, they're, they're I mean, you know, if, if, you, if, you were to, if you had to write, like, uh, you know, a 3 per career, you're probably going to lead off with, if you're talking about, like, their, cla- like, their classic songs, like, it's Shokun's Part 2 and Quiet Storm for classic singles. Um, this was originally slated for HNIC. Yeah, this was a solo Prodigy record at first. It was called White Lines. It was on yeah. the Clue tape first off. Yeah, it's called White Lines because it's from the baseline is lifted from White Lines. Yep. Um, Mob needed a single. This is the single. And this was a huge single. Huge song. That's crazy. Um, yeah. You know, smoke, great Smokey Robinson sample, you know, classic White Line sample. It was on Into Deep. Yeah, it was on Into, Into Deep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm in this classic. You know, like this is when between this and Keep It Thorough, which I'm going to spend about five minutes nerding about whenever we get to it. Um, next week. Don't, week don't next. even play. Um, really established Prodigy as like one of the guys this established prodigy i don't mean like oh he's a great rapper i mean like oh oh people thought he might be moving up into that like upper upper oh okay you know what i mean yeah yeah i can i can see that um definitely quiet storm and yeah prodigy i'm uh, yeah yeah um, i just say that because prodigy in the mid '90s, was like uh, he was prodigy of Mob Deep. If he wasn't, if if Nas was Kendrick, prodigy was Pusha. Mm. I'm gonna say prodigy has more classic material than Pusha. No, he does, but okay. I mean, like a lot of people were getting him on records. Kind of because they wanted like that street element in yeah, the, the mid nineties. I could see that they wanted they wanted that type of cosign from him. So I could see that. Um, you know, without question, Prodigy has more classic material than Pusha. Crazy, it's not even a discussion. It's not as far off as you think. Oh, it is. <laughs> because starting with this album, even though H and I C is actually, we'll talk about that whenever we get to it. Like, Next. stop it. Then I need to hurry up because I want to talk about HNIC. Um, Quiet Storm's great, right? Yep. All right. Where your heart at? Classic. No, this song is not good. You're bugging. You just like the sample. Just because I'm a fan of Sade does not mean... That's the only reason you like the song. I didn't even know that this was a Sade sample until years later. I didn't get into Sade until I was an adult. You just, I didn't know. You, you're, you were primed. I, like, just heard, yeah. I just heard it and was like, yo, this is crazy. And where your heart at is okay. It's okay. Um, the Noid interlude. Eh. Nope. Can't f with. Nope. Nope. See, this is this is a rough stretch. 
Yeah, this is a rough stretch. Um, thug music. Nope. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Nope, nope, nope. This was like, this was like how Burn was and how Burn's um, dope. The Locks Training Day was where like that's not a bad song either. Every rapper felt like they had to use this beat to rap over. Like that's what made me not like this song. Like this is a dope beat. Uh, you don't like this Alchemist beat? Mm-mm. Mm. Nope. I mean, it's look. It's not like incredible, but it's a it's a really good beat. Not considering there's another Alchemist beat on here that just puts okay ninety percent album to shame. All right, and then you got Murder Music. Nope. Nope. The Realist. Classic. Cool G kills this. Oh man. Bullets ain't racial, kid. They only hate you. Yeah, uh, this was the beginning of a uh, Cool G Raps run. His uh, his raucous run, right? Yeah, lasted a few. I think ninety nine to what, like oh one, maybe. Yeah, because he had a uh, the real uh, the realist or something like that. Oh yeah, he had that primo remix. Um. Yeah, if not for Alchemist, there's after Quiet Storm. There's just a huge old bunch of. Mm. Yeah. Uh. No, the realist is really dope though. The realist is dope. Um USA all right then. Nope. Um so this is produced by the same guys who produced Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See. Um huh. the original version had Nas on it. I can hear Nas on this. When Nas's I- verse isn't that incredible. Did they take it off? Was this the period where they kind of started beefing a little bit? I don't know. I mean because he kills this next song, which we're gonna talk about in a sec. But um, oh, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. But uh, you would say, all right, then it's all right. Mm. It's cool. I know you love it's mine though. Oh my god, I love this song. Second single, loved this song. Fantastic Scarface sample. Yeah, you remember the controversy with the Outlaws thought they were taking shots at them. Yeah, I thought it was always the life is mine. So did I. And then they said Thug Life is mine. God, the outlaws. Can y'all... What are they doing now? Still waiting for that One Nation album to come out. I don't know. <laughs> it's out on these East Streets. It's, it's yeah, I know. I have it. It's on Hulk Share Records. I know it Hulk is. Hulk Share Records. <laughs> That's right up there with Raping You Records. and uh... <laughs> We'll be raping you, raping you, raping you. <laughs> Hulk Share Records. Yeah. A subsidiary of like Sin Space Entertainment, <laughs> brought to you by by the good folks over at uh, it's at uh, was I, I was gonna say uh, I forgot what's I was gonna, oh I was gonna say Bear Share but that's a different thing. Z Share. Well, there's yeah Z Share is great, but uh, Z Share Z Share is still alive. I think so. Oh, I haven't downloaded anything on Z Share in years. Make a download, man. You send it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated you send it. You send it leaks, we get killed like immediately. They're a lot better now, but you send it. I hated Rapid Share. Look at us dry snitching. I'm chilling. I don't what are you doing? About, I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. You don't know nothing. Um, you ain't bad. You ain't nothing. This is this is Nas Esco at, at his at most oh. at his best Esco ness. Oh, this is the Willie Esco football jersey <laughs> down the middle. <laughs> Was that number sixty-seven? Yes. I love how I know that, but I'm going to forget something important at work tomorrow. I swear. Um, right. right. Halle Berry blew a kiss at the Barbara Streisand concert. What a flirt. Yeah. Um, he kills this record. He does. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this is a great song. Um, and then we end up with the Quiet Storm remix. Yeah, this was like Kim's uh, coming out party, right? What are you talking about? Like you, after I was gonna say, did you forget? You know, hardcore. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like because people know that hardcore was like a big album rapped by Lil Kim. So when Big died, it was like, all right, what is Junior Mafia gonna do? So Lil C's came out first with, you know, you don't want to play around with me. Oh. <laughs> and the funny part is, is you're sick. So you really sound like Joe Hooker. <laughs> um, so it was that. And then like Kim was kind of quiet. And then she came out with this. Was this around the time that Foxy put yeah. out Bang Bang? Well, Ooh. all right. So she takes shots here at Foxy. She does it again on Lil C's play around. And oh, that, this is her yeah, and that results in Bang Bang, which that Alchemist beat is retarded. <sighs> that album is terrible. I listened to it the other day. Oh, it's no good. That album is terrible. It did have a had the primo joint though. That was overrated. That like some some DJ Premier beats. Yeah, he hands like, out. He was handing out the. He did the same thing to uh, the locks. Don't do that. Recognizes a a, a B minus grade primo beat at best. Don't do that. What? Don't do that. We covered this at length in the DJ Premier retrospective. Don't do that. No, we we argued about this on <laughs> DJ Premier retrospective. That beat is retarded. No. What about ain't none of y'all better? That one's pretty good. <laughs> I could hear. Anybody, I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat an Oreo on the show. So if anybody has a problem with that, hearing that in the background, oh, I don't need to throw shots at our listeners. Come on. I'm just saying. Um, I'm hungry. So that. Quiet Storm, how do you, so we like better original or the remix? Um, for whatever reason, I think the remix has more energy to it. No, the, the original's way better. It's too much Kim on, on the remix. Oh, come on. Too much Kim. 99 Kim isn't bad. It's too much Kim. Um, so that ends the album. So yep. 19 tracks. So before we talk about the tracks from the advance, this is clearly a step down. Yeah. All right, just want to make sure we all... It's not a classic. Yeah. All right, just want to make sure we're good with that. So we got... So tracks from the advance that didn't make it. We got Perfect Plot, also known as Mob, coming through. Yep. Not incredible, but it's dope. Like, it's definitely better than, like, Let a Ho Be a Ho. He said let a lady be a lady. Let a lady be a lady, degeneratively. Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a like a... It sounds like a Kenny Loggins record. I was gonna say it sounds like some. It sounds like an outtake from the Andre 2000 side of uh, that Outcast album. Right. Let a lady be a lady. Um. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. Uh, the Instagram picture of Big Boy and Andre. Yeah. At the, the Yeezus concert. You know. It is. I mean, I'll get excited. We've got to. We've got to. I mean, we've got to. Apparently, we've we've got to. Uh, we've got a place to stay if we want to go to L.A. for Coachella. Y'all, I'm about I'm about to buy a house. I have no I'm I have no more money for the foreseeable future. I just want to point that out. You want to go to Coachella, and <laughs> and play Frank Ocean songs and stuff. I don't know. Does the Coachella crowd think that Frank Ocean is like commercial now? No, 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 it's not like that. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. Um, but I like Mob coming through. Yeah, it's cool. Uh. Let's see what else was on there. Oh, I'll call. Let's see how, how can I say this? F that trick. <laughs> I did not like this song. No. Uh, feel my gap low. 
get. It's a great word. Uh, no. Nah, nothing special. Power wraps. I believe we talked about this on the uh, Nas retrospective. But uh, yeah, this that record is crazy. It's a good song. <sighs> every week, every week, you seem to find a way to get me to want to quit this show. <laughs> every week. Um, it's just not as incredible as people have made it out to be. It's a good song. Can we talk about the best song out of all these? Nobody likes me. Yes. Yeah. Ended it, up on the Violator soundtrack. It did. Um, it's cool. It's a solid album cut. It's a solid album cut. I'll take that. I'll take that over a lot of records on murder music. Yeah, ex- exactly. All right. Anything else you want to say about murder music? Nope. All right. We got a couple tracks. So the, there was three uh, Prodigy songs on QB's Finest. Right? Power Raps ends up there. Yep. We live this. Oh, my God. With that really awkward Roxanne Shante verse. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about... Cool mob DB, though. I'm not even going to talk about The Bridge 2001. No, nah, that doesn't count. That's everybody's, that's everybody's fault. Plus Prodigy. Was he lazy on that? Was this the beginning of, like, lazy Prodigy? This is the snowball rolling downhill. That... Hold on. I need to look up the lyrics. I don't... Yeah, I don't remember that. I purposely... I avoid that song like the play. Because I remember, like, that period of, of Prodigy that was just... Had to hear. Like, yeah. You know, oh, I forgot Millennium Thug was on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you rappers and your obsession with Y2K in 1999 was hilarious. Y'all was wearing like silver. Y'all was wearing like silver, um, like moon suits. <laughs> Like Silver Tim's with one leg pushed up. Yeah, literally, it's like we like that snowball going downhill. Or how about this? We party hard at the bar, buying bottles of overpriced styles and Remy Mar. Like, yeah. seriously. This was the point. Was this the point when Prodigy was like, wasn't there a. Wasn't there a story that Prodigy like messed with Mary J. Blige or something like that? Like, there's a there's a period nope. where he was kind of turned into a a celebrity or something like that, and he said that he was he was kind of living the life. And, and of course, um, you know, Nas is on that record. Oh, you didn't want to know whose life was life written. was written. The life I'm living, the ice, the woman, the cases, and I'm like, yeah. Oh snap! I got them all them bars laid out. But the best record off QB's finest is Self Conscious. Yeah, you say that. No, come on, don't even. Self Conscious, that beat is incredible. And Prodigy yeah, and Nas kill it. That yeah, album did not age well. Oh, QB's finest? Yeah. No. I bought that used. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I bought it the day it came out. Yeah, I'm really sorry. How, how did you get conned into that one? Because I was a big Nas and Mob Deep fan in 1999 in the year 2000. Wait. I'm sorry. I, I'm really distracted because my phone just buzzed to tell me that the Yankees signed Jacoby Ellsbury from the, uh, stole him away from the Red Sox. Yo. Um, Yo. For Man. All right. Sorry. Sidetracked, everybody. Um, can we talk about H&IC? 
Yeah, let's talk HNIC. We, do you want to end it there? Yeah, let's 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 stop. Do, are we going to do a part two? I don't think we have enough to do a part two, do we? We have plenty because we haven't even touched. We haven't touched Infamy, America's Nightmare, the G Unit Run, Free Agents. We haven't done anything. Then maybe we should save HNIC for that. Okay. No, I mean we can. I don't know because to me HNIC, this is the last. I don't. I it's really the like last. The, it's the last hoorah. Yeah. But I think that all that stuff needs to be talked about. All right, so let's talk about HNIC because I, I got good notes on that. And I'm excited about this. I, I, for, I really did not pay enough attention to HNIC when it came out. I bought this album the day it came out as well. I believe I bought this and Afura Body of the Life Force together. We need, a, uh, we need like a, an anonymous Tumblr. People can, can send uh, entries where they describe album purchases they regret. I don't regret that Afura album. Had Mortal Kombat with Master Kill on it. I bought the DJ Cool album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I think I just how lost many, a month. How many tracks? <laughs> how many tracks was on it? <laughs> how many tracks were on a DJ Cool album? The best part was. I think there were less, there were multiple versions of Let Me Clear My Throat. Hold on. <laughs> I got Spotify. I have to know. Because uh, I know he had that. And he, I, th- I believe he did a version of The Water Dance, and that was it. <laughs> it was called Let Me Clear My Throat, right? Yeah. Yep, here it is. on Spotify. Now you want to be slow on me, Spotify. Great. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's... (laughs) Hold on. I'm just going to read this track. Go ahead. I'm not from Philly. Uh Uh-huh. Let me clear my throat. Yep. I got that feeling. Yep. Put that hump in your back. In your back in parentheses. Yeah, in your backs in parentheses. Music ain't loud enough. Live Uh remix 90. I can't see. 20-minute workout. Is the song really 20 minutes long? No, it's eight minutes long. Oh, man. Let me clear my throat old school remix. <laughs> and then the outro is called I'm Done. And it's 16 seconds long. <sighs> Meanwhile, in the More by DJ Cool section, uh, <laughs> there is a... <laughs> this is great. There is an album... And, I, and it's sad that I'm going to make fun of this because I like this group. Kindred, Kindred the Family Soul. And the name of the album is called Love Has No Recession. <laughs> this is in 2011. Okay. So this is like knee deep in the recession. You know what doesn't have a recession? What? Love. I walked right into that one, didn't I? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were setting that up for <laughs> I have a headache. Oh, okay. Let's talk H and I C because we. This has been the most random. Like Mob Deep fans that have been asking us for this episode are gonna be mad. They're so mad at us because we have been. <laughs> we have talked about absolutely nothing. All right, let's go. So track one. Bars and hooks intro. The funniest intro ever. How did nobody spit on this beat? Dun 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 dun. It's like yo, what's going on? <laughs> Yo, hey yo! I'd like to point out there's 22 tracks in this album, <laughs> and that's it. Yo, my man wanted wanted us to come out here and get a feel for y'all. Y'all ready? 
Dun. <laughs> Y'all ready? <laughs> it's so awkward. Dun, dun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. I can't wait to go to work tomorrow. But then be like, how'd you lose your voice? I'm going to be like, I was laughing at DJ Cool for about five minutes last night. Um, Are they going to say who? Oh, totally. Oh, man. White people didn't, that, that, that's not a timeless cl- classic. That, if I know, played it, they might be like, uh, they might get that look that white people get when they slowly recognize like a one hit wonder from the 90s. They'd be like, sort of like the eyes are like half open, the jaws open a little bit and they're like nodding like, oh, yeah. <laughs> They kind of squint their eyes. Yeah, I was, I was squinting as I said that, totally. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all these years of people watching have finally paid off. This album gets off to a little bit of a slow start. You don't like Genesis? Th- this is an Alchemist beat, somehow. What do you mean, somehow? That, that sample screams Alchemist. He doesn't really do much with it. It's kind of sleepy. What? Nothing. No, that's not as bad as the whoever said that uh, P90X, the beat needed more. Oh, it needed more. Yeah. It's my favorite comment you, of 2013. I know you flipped the sample seven times. No more to that. It's the person who bought No, it's like, it's like, you know, I just bought a Master P album. I need more tracks. Right. No Limit album. There's only 31 tracks on here. It's because you get more for your money. And Peter Last Don. Is that on Spotify? <laughs> With the 3D Castlevania looking cross <laughs> on the side. Uh, we have lost our entire audience. <laughs> Genesis is all right. I'm going to make you mad because I like Rock That Ish better. This, like, if you are going to slander <laughs> Streets Raise Me for being all keyboardy. Look, These horns. Rock that ish is gloriously keyboardy. <laughs> I remember I heard Rock That Ish and I was like, I thought that was the future. I was like, this is what hip hop records are gonna sound like. Now thankfully I was wrong. Uh this is the um this is the end of the uh, Dame Grease era, right? Totally. Oh, Dame Grease. <sighs> I'm trying to think, what beat am I thinking of? You think out whoa. Good Morning America with Hot Ones. Yeah. Wow. And I used to think that was like the greatest beat ever. Oh, I did too. And then Cam Cam came through and crushed that. Cam killed that. Cam killed that. Now I got that in my head. Joe Budden had a freestyle over it too. Don't ruin the beat for me. No. Oh, Look, no, look, considering Hot Ones wrapped on it, I don't think Joe Budden's going to ruin that beat. Um, it's a great. It was capital O, capital N, capital E, capital S. Uh, what was an acronym? Yeah, it was like only. Uh, uh, now you're gonna make me. I hope the internet can tell me what that stands for. I don't know. This doesn't look promising. The problem is only. Yeah, I don't know. Hot ones. Of course, I can find the. Of course, the beats on YouTube. Of course, it is. Probably listen to it when it's over. Is it on Spotify? Oh, see, I, the, the the vinyl had a. I was wrong. Maybe Hot Ones wasn't all caps. I, I think I was wrong. My bad. They they the instrumental was on the vinyl. Mm. Yeah. 
I got it. It's on uh, it's on Spotify. Yeah. The instrumental's on Spotify. As well as the JR Rider Freestyle over it. You know what JR Rider Freestyle I heard the or what JR Rider record I heard the other day? What? Do you remember the record he had where he sampled Zoolander? No. Oh man. Like that? Yeah, he sampled that part. Yeah. Anyway, let's please can we talk about Prodigy? Rock that ish. I like this this song is is dope. It was dope back. It was dope back then. This was actually It's straight 2000. Yeah, I take that back because this was the first instrumental tape that I got. Had a couple of these beats on here. My boy bought it off of eBay. Like the CD. Like that's how crazy it was. And it had this beat on here. And I remember like freestyling to this beat as a young, how old was I? Probably 17 or something like that. Year 2000. You know, about 16, 17. Yeah, man. Bink did that. Wow. He did. So after this, we get What You Rap with Nori. Can I say this? I think that in the grand scheme of things, and it, it, it's not like, it's not drastic, but Hangman 3 are very underrated as producers. It's because of Benzino. It's totally because of Benzino, but they've got some really dope production. Um, the Stomatic intro. Oh, Hangman 3 did that? I think. I didn't know that. I'm sure the, the wonderful wiki would tell me. Hold on. Yeah, they did Stomatic intro. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Pedia. <laughs> I just came up with that theme song. Dropping bars. All right. We are well over two hours in. Um, What You Rep is dope, though. What You Rep was dope. Straight up hoodie music. Yeah. Shout out to Nori, man. Yeah. Even though. Nori, yeah, Nori doesn't get a lot of credit for his uh, hoodie season contributions because he has a lot. We he remember does. Nori for like We remember Nori for reggaeton, but. No, I remember him for Super Thug. Super Thug might have changed my life. About Oh No. You know, I think that record's underappreciated. I think that second Nori album is underappreciated. I gotta hear that again. I listened to a lot of it when we did the Neptunes retro. Neptunes, yep. Um, Alright, so now Let's can we talk it. about one of the greatest beats ever? Let's do it. Keep it thorough. Listen. I could not possibly overhype this song. It, it's this un, song, it's impossible. Is, is this song per- <laughs> me fail English? That's impossible. Is this song perfect? Yes. Okay. If you're making a list of the best New York City rap singles, this is on the list. Yeah. This beat is perfect. I I it I, I try to time if I'm if I if I happen to be running through whatever playlist I try to time it so that right as I'm coming over the hill into work about to go down into, into the parking garage I park into I try to time it because it nothing like I'm ready for the day when that beat comes on wow like keep it thorough is incredible incredible is even like uh yeah I I don't know how you cannot hear that and just like, even to this day, like, I'm, you know, air drumming the drums and I'm chopping the sample imagine, you know, incredible yeah, record. I, I ch- yeah, I chopped the sample. I, ch- I definitely have a, 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 f- a faux MP3 <laughs> or MPC, I'm sorry, faux MPC on, on, in front of me. Yeah, that record's crazy. Um, yeah. Can't Complain featuring Twin Gambino and Chinky. I love this song. This is produced by Prodigy. It's a loop. 
<laughs> Love Unlimited Orchestra. Shout out to Love Unlimited Orchestra. Guys, they have some crazy. God, what Barry White did with them was just unreal. Um, <clears throat> I love this record. This record's great. I totally forgot about this. Yeah. Love this song. We got the instrumentals too. Yeah, I mean, rock that ish, what you rap, keep it thorough, can't complain. This is a run. Mm hmm. Um, but then it stops. Infamous Minded featuring Big Noid. No. Produced by Robert Kirkland, who I believe did Beanie Siegel's What's Your Life Like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe he did too. And this nope. samples, of all things, the Terminator 2 theme. Yep. Nope. Nope. Uh, Wannabe Thugs with Havoc. I used to like this song. I think it's, uh, it's a little repetitive, but it's, it's some vintage Mob Deep. Yeah, it is. It is. But that's okay, because this next record. <sighs> yep, classic. Three. I don't know how many, how many raps I wrote to this beat. Remember Alchemist, that first, man. That first Alchemist beat tape that came out? No, it had, it had this. It had um, didn't it have a bumpy knuckles instrumental too. Oh, probably. I don't know. It had some joints. It had like eight tracks. It had a Terror Squad joint on there. Um, it was a Live ninety nine, I think. Yeah, he did for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had like eight, eight or nine of those beats. I wrote so many raps to those. I remember, I miss those days where I had one beat tape, and I would just have to make it work. If I didn't like the beat, I just had to rap to it. Yeah, that, that first Alchemist uh, instrumental tape is classic. But three is incredible. Three is incredible. This is this is Cormega like. My Cormega standery was on high. Oh, we oh two thousand Cormega was just like nobody was messing with that Cormega at all. Because this is the, around the time that they re released the Testament and all that stuff, right? The two rappers I stand as a teenager were Inspector Deck and Cormega. Disappointed ultimately by both accounts. Although Cormega actually kind of redeemed himself in the end. Now, um, the Testament was dope. What was the second album that he put out? Was it um, the True Meaning or something like that? Uh, yeah, I think it was the True. Was it the Realness? Okay, no, no. The, the real, realness. Was the realness was and the then debut it was the true album. Meaning the Testament was the Def Jam album that he later got the masters for and ended up releasing. Oh man, you remember the you remember the Fallen Soldiers remix? Yeah, I remember from Cormega, I remember Are You My Nigga, I remember Thun and Kiko, I remember American Beauty. Um, I remember Killer's Theme. Oh, of course, of course, of course, Killer's Theme. I remember uh, They Dead Forced Man My Walking. Hand. They Forced My Hand. Oh, They Forced My Hand with Tragedy, yeah. Dead, Dead Man Walking is not on The Realness. Nah, it's on The Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The True Meaning had some joints, though. Because Killer, Killer's Theme was on The Realness? Because Killer's yeah. Theme was supposed to be on The uh, on, uh It was on, a bonus yeah. track. Gotcha. Yeah, the testament did get re-released till 05. And that had Angel Dust. Ooh, Angel Dust. Dead Man Walking, Testament. Ooh. That did have Killer's theme. Yeah. Well, we had we had that album. It leaked online like For the most part, yeah. Yeah, we had it. So I think by 05, like I was I was good. I was like, oh, they finally released it. I think I bought it. I did buy it. That was back in my Japan days. I bought it just because I had the bootleg for so long. I just wanted a, a real copy. And the original release date was September 1st, 98. Oof. That's, that's deep in the middle of Survivor the Illus. Yeah. All right, back to Prodigy. Um, 
You had, dealt with the dealt with the BS. Dealt with the BS. Not my favorite. Nah, I'm good. that's produced by Havoc. Trials of Love featuring BK. I a- used to really like this song. AKA Ms. Bars. That's Ms. Bars with a Z. Yeah. Not an S. Not an S. <laughs> that's his wife, I believe. This is not an A beat from Alchemist, but it's a B Alchemist beat is still pretty good. Yeah, I used to like this song. I don't like it now, but I used to like it. It's cool. Um H and I C. I love the sample. That's easy LP. Um, I love the sample. I was, I've always been a fan of this. I always laugh at that Shania Twain line, though. It's so stupid. Move units like Shania Twain on my, my beat. Can you imagine Shania Twain singing on a Havoc joint? I mean, Mariah Carey did. But yeah, but that's Mariah Carey. I know, She's always, I know. Yeah. Um, Be cool. Yeah, it's a skit. Veterans Memorial. I used to like this a lot. I used to like it, like it a lot more. It's cool, though. Yeah, it's all right. Um, but do it, <laughs> do it, do it. Come on, do it. Produced by Rockwilder. This remember when Rockwilder was dope? Man, man, Rockwilder was like right there. He had oh goodness, of course, Wiki has a production discography. Um, because he 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 was you know he was ghosting for uh, Eric Sermon for a little while. Mm-hmm. Like he he like he did most of uh. E- uh, EPMD's The Joint which is a great that, record oh that album no it's just that oh that, just that record the single yeah yeah that record is dope um I make a million bucks every yeah that record is dope but let's see oh he did Super Lyrical oh he did yeah Cat, uh, Big Pun Super Lyrical I'll Be That you know Do It Again NYBNP of course The Rock Wilder Oh, Beanie Siegel, Stop Chill. Remember that? Oof. That, remember, that's the song that made me a Beanie Siegel fan. You remember the Thick Rockwilder remix? <laughs> yeah, but I remember the, the Primo remix was so Yeah, crazy. it was. Oh, De La Soul, I See Y'all. Nah. That was dope. I don't remember that. I remember remember L Cool J's video for Imagine That? <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine that was... But, hey, that GOAT album has some joints on it. Go I just remember... MTV like premiered the video for Imagine That. They did. They did um uh, making the video on the it. The worst part was my dad happened to walk into the room. And it was like the most perverted video and, ever. And and he and he looked at me and he's like he's like, Is this why you listen to this music? <laughs> I mean he wasn't mad, he was like, Alright, you know, I might I might be watching these videos too. <laughs> wow. Um all right. Anyway, Do It is great. I love Do It. Do you really? Oh man, that's a great record. That beat is bananas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I used to like it. it. That was another beat that was on that beat tape, and I wrote a lot of rhymes to it. So yeah, that, at the time that beat was dope, but now, nah, I'm good. Uh, but that is vintage rock bottom. We got Littles the skit. Nope. We got YBE. Oh god, I used to love this. This I, was at the height of my BG standery. I hated this record. I was like, yo, Prodigy and BG. I'm there. Um, this is not as bad as I remember, but it's no, no. Um, Diamond featuring Bars and Hooks. Diamond, one of my favorite samples ever. This uh, Sarita record. It's you know just blazing the beat. Man, early just blaze. I think Clearly, he said this is one of his first placements, one of it, his first major placements. It sounds like a lost cut from the Dynasty Sessions, or you know, it sounds mm-hmm. like that kind of record. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool record. 
I used to like it a lot, but no, no, no. You're right. Uh, Gunplay. No. Produced by Rockwilder. It sounds no. super 2000. Yeah. Um, you Can Never Feel My Pain. Classic. Classic. I don't know who Rick Root is, but this record is great. Yeah. And the Angela Bofield sample. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of classic records. There's a lot of great records in this album. Mm-hmm. I think this is better than Murder Music. It could be. I feel like this record really got lost. Like, I, I don't know why. I feel like it just... I can't even remember what else came out in 2000 that was as good. Oh, okay. Now we have to do a, a year. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, I don't know. I mean, this is a really good album. But, like, I didn't give this nearly enough credit. I feel like it just, people don't ever talk about this album, ever. No, they don't. All right. I think we got to end there. We can't possibly go any further, right? Nah, we're already two hours in. I mean... That means we're going to start off with Infamy. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. So next time, we'll, well, not maybe not next time, but we will do a part two. Do it, do it. Come on, do it. <laughs> well, we will, we will, I guess, will this be the second act of my, basically the G-Unit era? Yeah. Um... We'll figure out what if what should we just should we leave this entirely up to the to the viewers? Yeah, if they, if they if they want to hear more. Yeah, if you want us to go into G Unit and America's Nightmare and the whole free agents thing and because um, there there are some classic like records that never really went anywhere. Yeah, there are some. It, a, a lot of that is nowhere near touching the first half, but it's not to be skipped over. Um, but it's totally up to y'all. What were they thinking with Hey Love? All right, well, you know, we'll save that for, for another time. All right. Um, keys to those handcuffs. <laughs> handcuffs. That record is, All right, I've totally lost my voice now. So uh, I think that's it for this week. You got anything else you want to say? Uh, anything coming up? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, this Friday I will be at the exclusive entertainment center opening up for Eric Roberson. You can still get your tickets. Go to ArmandWakeUp.com. Also, next Sunday will be the premiere of uh, 614 Days of Summer. I am a featured artist in a movie platform, um, Every Day a Star is Born. Um, you can get your tickets at uh, ArmandWakeUp.com. Tickets were 10. I believe now they're up to 12, 15, something like that. Um, it'll be at the Gateway Theater. Um, you can also go to ArmandWakeUp.com and get tickets there. Are people and- going to be able to see this online eventually? Um, I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, if you if you just want to see a documentary, you can go to ArmandWakeUp.com and check out I Am the Dreamer, um, which is you know a look inside of me and Doc's record, The Dreamer, because um, I felt like that needed more than just a music video, which we're still going to do, but we just wanted to do a little documentary first. You can go to ArmandWakeUp.com and check that out. Uh, what else do I have going on? I know I have a show this Saturday, but I forgot where it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, New Year's I'm at the Way Columbus um, the Way Columbus dot com around wake up dot com that's free because it's at a church so and yeah that's it that's it for right now alright so uh, please let us know what you think uh, you know am I, am I wrong about the infamous is it just as good as those other upper echelon 95 records you know is uh, am I wrong about murder music I forget what our mind was wrong about but I'm sure he's wrong about something um, let us know use the hashtag wow. 
I'm wrong about nothing. <laughs> um. Anyway, use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers. Let us know what you think. Um, I'm sure Armand's going to play a bunch of Mob Deep this weekend. Yeah, this will be a Mob Deep episode, definitely, without question. Can't wait for next next week's episode. It's going to be really, really dope. We got a really dope guest coming in. Should we tell him now or should we wait till next week? We, we can let him know. Go ahead. You you did it. Uh, your man, DJ Hyphen. My man. That's your man. I'll be on websites chatting it up, chumming it up. <laughs> Shout out to Seattle, man, because I'm really trying to go back. If there are any Seattle promoters listening to the show, I would love to come out and rock for you guys. Hit me up at ArmandWakeUp.com and, and book me because I, I really need to get back to Seattle. Book dot two. <laughs> we can do like a panel. A panel. With the show. Yeah, that'd be dope. Where afterwards I immediately critique everyone's performance. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you like, could, you, that's why I'm not going to perform for you. That's why I'm not going to perform. Like if I, if I have a show in Connecticut or New York, I'm not telling you. And this is why. Because. That's not true. I wouldn't do that, man. You would stand in the front row with your arms folded. <laughs> back against and the wall. Like, and Unimpressed. You like, no, you and you would also you'd have a watch, so like you know you come up to me before the show and be like, "Yo, Armand, how long is your show?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, my set is you know fifteen minutes. My set is twenty minutes." So like, after every song, you tap on your watch real slow. <laughs> come on, I ain't that bad. But I mean, you know, if the it, you know if the price is right, I, I might reenact my old beat battle days where you know do air play drums. some air drums and you know Man. get get a little something in the system and you know. Those, those, never mind. I'll talk to you about that offline. <laughs> All right. Any, either way, uh, appreciate y'all listening. Hope you liked it. Let us know if you want us to do part two. And if not, you know, we won't. We definitely covered a lot of great stuff. And uh, I think that's it for this week. So I'll catch y'all next week.